All right. Hey, we're live. Hey, Star Wars fans, Rule the Galaxy fans. It is a first. We are going live right now. And uh, while we're going live, you can see uh, Joe in the pilot seat. We got D-Doc right here and Alfie. Uh, we've already got, uh, hey, Royal Farm Boy. Been waiting for uh, all day for this. There we go. Hey, uh, Willie, Willie Harms, our good friend Willie Harms. He won one of our contests. Willie, happy 100 episodes, fellas. Thank you, Willie. We appreciate it. Um, so we're starting it off. Uh, we got a few more people that should be here any minute. Uh, kind of the run of the show will be um, every half an hour to an hour. Different people will rotate in, but you're at Rule the Galaxy podcast. Um, we are doing it live on uh, YouTube and uh, StreamYard. So thank you for letting us set that up. Joey, thank you for letting us set that up. Um, it's our 100th episode. So we wanted to do it live. We wanted to have fun with it. Really, there's no plan. The plan is answer your questions that come up, have the guests come on. We've got some great guests coming on. Uh, but you've heard enough of me. As always, you can follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. Email us at RuleTheGalaxySW at gmail.com. And, um, and just like Willie Harms and Rural Farm Boy are doing, send us a, send us a, a message here during the show. I'm going to hop off re real quick and let, uh, let our co-host jump in. Uh, D-Doc, Dave, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. Just hanging out. I had a little bit of uh, show notes prepared at work today, and I left them at work, so I'm going to be shooting from the hip tonight. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wait. I have a semi-decent memory. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know what? Um, that's okay. I, I put show notes down, but really, they're just here in case um, nobody talks to us or nobody listens, and then we can talk about our own stuff. So um, just to let you know, uh, Dave's here. Alfie's here. Uh, looks like, hey. Our good pal Joey's hopping on here. One second, I'm going to add him to it. But Alfie, while we're adding Joey to the stream, Alfie, how you doing, brother? Doing great, man. We've talked about this. It's been a long time coming. Just uh, excited to have some fun tonight. We are too. Yeah, everybody here is excited. And uh, we have no idea. We were posting pictures of the Hindenburg back and forth today on Twitter, on text messages, because we thought it might be that. But uh, looks like we're doing okay. Hey, Rural Farm Boy, Dave, Alfie, Joe. Thanks again, brother. We always appreciate you chiming in. Hey, this familiar guy right here, he looks similar to me. Joey Molinero, big Star Wars fan. How you doing? Yeah, similar. I got the same name. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I don't know we're doing it. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, yeah. A hundred episodes. Come on. <laughs> hey, while, hey, Scott Ripon, how you doing? Wait, hang on. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, it's going live, folks. It's like Bill O'Reilly. We're doing it live, but right now we have D-Doc, Alfie, Nick Shesky, okay. and Joey all with their Mandalorian helmets on, which is fabulous that it's going live with that. So this is impressive. I don't know if you can hear me, but this is impressive. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you, jo Joey. So you guys look good. You guys are good. I don't know if it'd do well sound-wise for you to keep them on the whole night, though. So, <laughs> um, Just for the thumbnail, you know? That was a very polite on YouTube. Take your freaking helmet off right now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looks good. Hey, you know what? Uh, we said hey to Joey. Nick Shesky, now that you got the helmet off, how are you, my friend? Hey, I'm great. Can you believe we made it to 100 episodes? A lot of people can't believe that. But uh, <laughs> here we are. And, and it's been it's very exciting. It's been a lot of madcap hijinks over a year and a half. So, hey, uh, looky here. We've got our good friend who's messing with his camera, I think, right now. Uh, Mr. Scott Rifen, the most listened to man in uh, 
South Georgia radio. And uh, as soon as he hops back on here. Clearly not the most seen man in South Georgia radio because <laughs> I've disappeared for some reason. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, that's okay. Hey, Tommy Line, one of our great listeners. Oh, oh, snap. Yep. How you doing, Tommy? Glad to have you here. Man, life and radio voice, no doubt, man. That is beautiful. There you go. Hey, <laughs> the youngin. Yes. Yes, just like you, Scott. I, I you know, I raised my boy to uh, to to love Star Wars, and here he is. He's the one who's got me started on this, so I'm so Excellent. glad he's here. But, hey, Rural Farm Boy. Hey, what? Scotty? Yep, the Rural Farm Boy. Scott Rifen is here, the man, the myth, the legend. So um, it's going well. Guys, I can't thank you guys enough for coming. And I, you know, I, I think the six of us right here, we've got the next half an hour to an hour to to kind of just go through things. Um, one, I will tell you all, um, you know what, to think that we've got to 100 episodes has been, it's just shocking. It's just crazy to think we got here. And you know what? Um, the friendships we've made over the past year, year and a half has been incredible. Um, and, and starting off by having a guest on like Scott, who is somebody who I've listened to for ever. And, and he was, he's one of those guys that when I talked to Joey back in January of 2020, I was like, you know, I listened to him. I listened to Steve Glosson. I, you know, I listened to, um, uh, Rebel Force Radio you know, I, I sat there and I was like, I want to do things like those guys do. They do it the right way and they have the passion for it. So having Scott on the show here tonight means the world. But to all the people who are listening and following along with us, thank you so much. And um, so really, the floor is open. I, you know, I, Scott is our special guest. So if, if there's any topic he'd want to hit, great. But Joey is also our special guest here. Um, if you guys want to hit on anything, you know, we, we talk every week in this group right here. So Anything you guys want to bring to the table about Star Wars or just life in general? Let's go. Come on. I just I just first want to say congratulations to you guys for getting to 100 episodes and the fact that, as you mentioned, all the friendships you've made because of another podcast that I did that made it to 100 episodes, Dinner for Geeks. By the time we got to 100 episodes, we were we were we we had made enemies of each other. So <laughs> it's actually not a great fit at that point. So it's a, it's a good thing that you guys still get along after all this time. Yeah, we, we I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll echo. I mean, uh, Dad, pretty pretty wild. You know, big congrats to you. Uh, big congrats to all the boys. Just because I remember we were uh, we started this. We used to do it down at my old radio station uh, for the first little bit, and then the pandemic hit and everything. And uh, yeah, you've, you've kept it going. You've grown it, and uh, just super super cool, man. So um, congrats to all of you guys. And I'm proud of what we started and that you guys kept it going, man. It's awesome. So Star Wars is all about. That's I saw right. Alfie tweet that. Family and friends, that's Star Wars, man. That's right. That's right. Alfie, you had your hand up. Did you have something you want to throw in there as well? Uh, yeah, before we got too deep into it, uh, D-Doc said that he forgot his notes. <laughs> and I would just like to say that's all right, because the one and only time, D-Doc, that I made notes for the Rogue One podcast, we didn't end up talking about it that night. No. We we did not we did not. Um, I threw a uh, I threw a curveball at Alfie that night. So I had um, four pages of notes. But where did where did those ever end up? <laughs> Do you still have them? Someone no, found them, them on the street. And I don't like, think we ever really did that episode. <laughs> oh no, we we did. I, Scott, I think was Scott. Were you a part of the Rogue One episode that we talked about it? I couldn't yes. I remember. We barely talked about it. Yes. No, we didn't talk about Rogue One that night. I, 
if if I'm here or Steve's here, we don't talk about what the notes say. That's that's right. One of those things. That 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 is true. Hey, look at this. Even though it's a Star Wars podcast, we've got a Let's Go Steelers here for for Joey and I. Thank you, Lance Crin, for that. Uh, Revan from I'm guessing Darth Revan from my Twitter. Happy 100th. That's our, we, we, thank you. Um, let's see here. So then I, yes, thank you, thank you. Um, so you know what, guys? Um, D Doc, I love that hoodie, man. That is awesome. I just noticed that. Coles. <laughs> Coles is that could honestly be a topic. Is what like major chain like retails have the best Star Wars stuff? I mean, we're lucky, guys. Coles, Target, Old Navy. I mean, all those places you can go in there and find some gems. Five yep. below. Uh, yes, ba- baby I- gap. <laughs> Really? I got no, my kid. Not, Listen, I get it. Not, not for, for you. Not for <laughs> okay. My, okay. My kid is 17 months old right now, and I got a. I'll, I'll send you a screenshot. I mean, everything from crib sheets to Baby Yoda, you know, sweatshirts, all this stuff. I he actually has bed sheets right now that say "Rule the Galaxy" on them. No what? way. What? Yeah, it's awesome. Abby wow. was like, "The ones with the R2D2, or you want the one that says Rule the Galaxy?" I said. Ask me a more serious question, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I actually said. That would have been bad in our house. Right. But you thought in your mind. Yeah. You said whatever you want, honey. That's right. That's yeah. right. So, you know what? You brought up a good point right there because I, I know each one of us has a significant other. And, and Scott, you've been doing this a lot longer than us, um, whether it was on your own show or on you know, shows you've partnered up with people on. I will say this, and, and my wife, God love her, I said, hey, honey, why don't you come in so everybody can kind of meet you, you know, live on, on this? And she said, I, I, no, I don't want people to see me. So I said, okay. But I'll give a shout out right here to not only my wife, but to the significant others of this show to let us take this time each week to be with our friends, to have fun. You know, there's a million things we could be doing worse in the world mm-hmm. than sitting here and having camaraderie, talking about Star Wars. And, and just having fun and laughing, which is which is a big part of what we do. So thank you to all the significant others out there who are part of it. And real quick, I will let you know, Ryan, one of our regular co-hosts, it's his son's birthday today. They already had a big birthday extravaganza planned with his family coming in from out of town. So Ryan will not be here. I hate that for Ryan because he wanted to be on it. And Brent, again, one of our regular co-hosts, he'll be in later. He had some conflicts earlier on in the show, so he'll be in later. So uh, but that's where I'll leave it off. Who, who wants to hit next on another side? Because, Joey, uh, I'll follow up on that. Yes, Target, Kohl's, uh, Old Navy, you can walk into any of those places and walk out with uh, tons of great Star Wars stuff. And Five Below, Alfie, I have two shirts from Five Below, five bucks each, and you're thinking, yep. where's going to get a $5 Star Wars T-shirt? So I guess to follow up on that, I want to say to my dad, to Scott, maybe Alfie, well, I guess maybe all of us, I feel like, when we were younger and we were kids, definitely Dad and Scott, I'm sure, you know, Star Wars kind of was like, yeah, people maybe thought you were a little bit of a geek, you know, a little bit of a nerd, you know, whatever. You had to corral with your buddies and be like, yes, we love Star Wars. It's awesome. Now it is so trendy and cool to like Star Wars. I mean, how great would it be to be a fifth grader right now? You wear Baby Yoda stuff. You're the coolest MF in the whole place. <laughs> we're living it's in unreal. the wrong decade, no, but really. It- the wrong decade. Yeah. Yeah. No, but but it for me though it was it was already like that. I mean, in in '77, Star Wars came out and we got on the playground. If you didn't like Star Wars, you were the freak. 
Yep. If you didn't like Star Wars, you were the one who was the outcast. Because we, I mean, every kid, it was, you know, which guys do you have? And they weren't action figures. They were guys. 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 Yeah. <laughs> oh, you brought your guys to school. Don't let the teacher see the guys or they're going to take them away. So uh, it, we didn't we didn't have that. And I, I didn't get that until I was like 15. Exactly. <laughs> you, Scott, you and I are similar in age. And I tell people it's amazing because right when I hit eighth grade in the freshman year, Star Wars was gone, kind of. So it was lucky for me to be able to chase girls and try to be popular because <laughs> I didn't have to say, oh, look at all my Star Wars stuff, you know, hidden away. It was still there. But then when Tim, when Timothy Zahn came out with that Thrawn trilogy, it just it flipped the switch and it was Sucks all right back in. Oh, I love that shirt. That's a yeah. cool yeah. shirt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Put that up there again. That's Air of the Empire's cover. Yeah. Well, it's, it, uh, yeah, that's uh, in the back out out of print dot com. Just to give a plug to somebody who's not paying you anything, um, they right. uh, they do T-shirts based on books, and I've got the whole OT and Heir to the Empire, and uh, very cool. The OT stuff, the the really neat one is the original novel for the first film, Episode Four. For those of you playing the home game, is uh, the cover they use is the one from November '76. Like you know, they put it out the novel out like six months before the movie, and it had this Ralph McQuarrie concept painting of this very just like almost aerial font for uh, the, the actual name of the film. And uh, that it's, it's, it was always kind of a, a white whale of mine. And that's one thing I'd love to talk about tonight is our white whales. That was a white whale yeah. of mine. That, that original printing of star Wars, the one from November 76. And I never found it. And then one day when I was in college, I went into this used bookstore that, that I used to always go to. And all of a sudden there were two copies on the shelf. I had never seen one in the wild. All of a sudden there are two of them. So of course, uh, you know, that was what, 75 cents each. I bought them both and it was ramen for the rest of the week. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah. I, I will say, you know what? I, I like that topic, Scott, because I, I had one. Okay. When I was mm -hmm. growing, um, I never, well, first of all, this was an unbeknownst um, white whale. I had no idea I wanted this or could get it. But, but now that I have a six inch uh, Jackson, I'm like, wow, it feels like it's 1978 all over again. Um, but the other one for me was this bad dude right here. When I was growing up, never got the Y-Wing. Oh, the Y-Wing. That's a later stage Star Wars uh, ship too. Yep. So I that found was... this out on uh, the interwebs, and I just had to get it because growing up, I never had one. And to me, this is like my – my my uh, golden ring that I could never have or get when I was younger. So. See, I, I never had the ADAP when I was a kid. When the ADAP came out, I remember saying to my mom, I want the walker. They make it. It's out there. And she says, oh, great. And I found it in Gibson's. And uh, I, I dragged mom over here. That's what I want, the ADAP. And she goes, how much is it? And I said, it's forty nine ninety nine. And I will never forget this because I've never let her live this phrase down. She responded with, I ain't paying no $50 for no toy. <laughs> so, uh, I didn't oh, get gosh. that. I'm totally. not with you, Scott. I was about to say, yeah. like, I, the, the at, at, you know, now that I have a dog uh, that's a big guy, I would like to get a, you know, a obviously miniature sized at, at, but one that could also walk around the house like yes. my dog, you know, and kind of be a pet of its own. I love those yes. things. They're so cool. Um, <laughs> you know, it's you like, you uh, not to go in the house. Right, right. Not to go in yeah. the house and take him on a walk with Happy. Mm -hmm. It'd be great. So I'm with you. I'm with you. 
Okay, I did so wind up getting one, by the way. The Power of the Force Two. They made mm -hmm. they made them pretty much from the same mold, and I found one on closeout at a Toys R Us for twenty bucks. So not only did I get it, but I didn't pay no fifty dollars for it. So <laughs> yeah, make a mama proud. That's, That's right. right. Alfie, you grew up about the same time as Scott and I, so mm -hmm. I'm just a little bit older than you. What what was your what was your Star Wars book, toy, collectible that you didn't get growing up, or you, you didn't get it then, but you got it later, or something like that? Hmm. If I'm gonna say one that I didn't get that I always wanted was the Death Star playset. Ooh. Ooh. It had like the three levels and the gun on top. That would be sick. Ooh. It was like, that's, that's one that, that's the one that had the foam and the compactor at the bottom, right? Yes, yes, and yeah. a little green Dianoga, and uh, yeah, uh, that was a birthday present of mine. I've talked about this before, where uh, the, you know my birthday is <clears throat> September twentieth, and um, hey, happy early birthday! Scott. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And uh, the, uh, the the Sears Wish Book would always come out around Labor Day, and that was the highlight of the year was getting that Sears wish book and they would always have stuff in there that was not out. Mm -hmm. And I would always go through the Sears wish book. I go, I want that. And of course it was a couple weeks before my birthday and my parents would always fall for it. They'd go, okay, we'll order him that from the Sears wish book. And then my birthday would come and they'd go, Hey, you know, that thing you wanted one day you'll get it because <laughs> they didn't. So I like never got birthday presents because everything I wanted in the Sears catalog wasn't out yet. And uh, so like October, November, my, my toy would show up and one of one of the early ones of those was that that death star it is one of the best play sets ever on the entire planet it i had it and yeah i had i had a younger brother so he ended up destroying it but i did oh set. yeah um nick and d doc i want to hear yours man. as i say d doc yeah. hit me with something hit me with something you never got and and about the time that you would have got go ahead nick no i was right i was pointing oh, sorry my screen d doc is above me go for it well, what's funny is I was actually talking to my mom like pretty recently and I was just like, when did you get me the Star Wars VHSs when I was a kid? Because neither of my parents really like were into Star Wars at all. I'm like, I'm like, what made you get these for me? Because I'm like, it's been a big part of my life. And I'm just like, I can't really put a finger on like where I got into it, who got into it. We had the VHSs at home. Me and my brother, uh, Joe, used to watch it uh, all the time. It was like, the original binge watch where we put the VHSs in and, oh, yeah. you know, spend a whole Saturday watching them. But, um, yeah, I mean, what, what hooked me for Star Wars, I think when I was probably like maybe six or seven years old, I got the Millennium Falcon, like huge, uh, mm -hmm. vehicle. Right. Where, like that just hooked me. What is six or seven years old for you? Yeah. What year is that? I was yeah. born in 90. I was born in 91. So I'm 30 oh, okay. years old. Okay. okay, so, so you, I, actually, you I actually brought a show and tell because I'm trying Ooh. to get you guys into it. I actually Ooh. brought Krennic sweet. Lego. Yes. <laughs> this is one of my favorite Lego sets because I think it's one of the best built sets they've ever made, and it's freaking huge. Gorgeous. Awesome. And it folds right up. Oh, wow. Yes. And does it's it come, like, does it come it's with any landing guys? gear. Yeah, it has a couple it's guys got, with it. Yeah, it does, which I have them in a box because I'm moving. So all my stuff is just, all my stuff is downstairs in a box. It's Be careful, yeah. Doc. I had an X-Wing <laughs> Lego set and we moved and I never saw it ever again. Opens <laughs> up for the guys in there yep. and everything. Jeez. Was yeah. that, was that, Alf or was that, uh, 
Was that the wife's doing, Nick, or was that? You know what? We'll call it. We'll call it the movers misplacing it. But yeah. I think deep down, possibly, possibly. Yeah, my mom used to play this game. Yeah, my mom used to play this game of, oh, you think something's gone, huh? Well, if you can tell me what it is, you can have it back. Oh. And if I couldn't tell her what it was, it was just gone. So maybe that your wife did that with you. I think that was it. So, <laughs> so Nick, besides missing that Lego X-wing, what what was yours? Because I've seen your collection, and you were yeah. a prequel kid. You grew up at the prequel time. You had a ton of stuff. Was there anything yeah. you missed out on or wanted to get? You know what? I, I I would say this. I've been very fortunate. So when I was growing up, eBay was uh, eBay is still a big thing, but at the time that I was, you know fifth, sixth, seventh grade, I would get on eBay for Christmas and people were selling like a B-Wing or, uh, you know, like they were mm. selling, what, what else did I have? Darth Vader's tie advance, right? Or the, the tank from episode one, like the droid tank that you could buy, you know, and all these people were selling it for like 12 bucks on eBay. And mm. so for Christmas, my parents just like load me up with that. I would say I had two white whales that actually came into fruition. I didn't think that I was going to get them. First being when I was in eighth grade, I wanted the Luke Skywalker force FX lightsaber, but it was like a hundred bucks. Like I knew a kid that mm. had it. And I remember I came home and I told my parents and they're like, there is no way. The blue or the green it. return of the Jedi or the green return of the Jedi. And oh, Scott, man. very similar. It was like, we're not spending a hundred bucks. Yeah. On a sword. Well, well, you're younger. That's inflation. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing. 50 bucks Christmas probably was a hundred bucks then. Hey, I went you- down for Christmas. And sure enough, uh, look at you. That's, oh, that's, and that's the thing. When it's our parents deny us these things, have ever spent. Yeah, yeah. When my parents deny us these things, we wind up with them anyway, especially. Hey, Joey, I want to know what Chris Collinsworth's white whale was. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, Star Wars was not in my groove, man. I was facing girls and catching balls. <laughs> I did not know we were going to have a Collinsworth show up. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, now I want to go get my Kylo Ren lightsaber. Sheesh. Or my uh, dark saber. I got a hey. dark saber. That was, that was one of my favorite purchases of because I was late to the game with Clone Wars and, and Rebels. And, and when I saw – so it just happened at the perfect time that I was watching all those. I went to Target. They had a dark saber, and uh, I scooped that up real quick. So nice. that's uh, – I don't know if any of you guys have that as well, but I got one on wall at Walmart on clearance. There you go. It's a good they one. They must have found like four cases of them in the back because <laughs> there's yeah, just there. a shopping cart full of dark sabers. Nice. Clearance is the best. So, so <laughs> hey, while while we've got so Joey, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I know most people follow your Twitter, but it's just is it just at Joey Molinero or at Joey? Oh no, it's it's, it's full name. It's full name. Okay, yeah. at Joey Molinero. Uh-huh. So. Uh, and then Scott, yours is just at Rifen, correct? R Y F. Yes. No, actually, mine's just Joey. That's why he can't have it. <laughs> I knew I've been trying yeah, to get that. I know. I'm hey, squatting on it. While we have, while we have you here, though, I I wanted to ask you because one of the shows that I got hooked on listening to yours was the the My Star Wars Story, and you you did some great interviews with some people. Are, are you bring? I think you mentioned. Are you bringing one back? Is there a new one coming out soon, or is it still in production? You know, I feel really awful because uh, this weekend I got okay. Do you know the Deuce Cast guys? I've not met. Deuce them, Cast, no. Have you never? But you, you, you are you familiar with that podcast? 
Great I've guys. Seen, I've seen him promote stuff on Twitter, but I haven't got a chance to interact. Fun, good movie podcast. I and I think you know, Joe. I've been doing. I've been riding my bike a little. I've, I'm now to the tune in the last year and a half. Lost 147 pounds. Whoa! And, uh, yeah. So, uh, or as I like to call it, my wife plus about ten. So <laughs> the. Uh, uh, so one of the things that I do is I go around on my bike every night. I ride at least 10 miles every day. And uh, uh, the other night, Friday night, I did my bike ride, and I came in, and I checked my email, and there was an invite to do DeuceCast out of nowhere. And I went, what? Okay. So I logged in real quick, and they were in the middle of the show. They're like, welcome to the show. Hey, we're doing a top five list, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. So I said on their Friday night, uh, I'm probably going to put a new episode. I don't think I said probably. I think I said um, there's going to be a new episode this weekend of my Star Wars story. And then it did not happen. Mm. So there is a new episode that is about 85% done. It is just a matter of what I have found is in the last year and a half, I've decided I've got to take time for myself and my health. And I can't, I can no longer use other things as an excuse to not do right by myself. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing that I would often use as an excuse. Well, I need to go writing. I need to do some exercise, whatever. But I've got to do this darn podcast. So uh, it, it's uh, I plan on finishing it very soon. But okay. I'm not there yet. And if you don't mind me asking, are you, are you sharing who it will be? I'll tell you who it will be because you'll be very excited. Okay. It is the, the one, the only, uh, formerly fat Adam Bray. Formerly Fat Adam. Okay. Yeah. Well, he'll be on later. He'll be on later, so that'll be awesome. Oh! We'll, we'll talk to him and say, hey, push Scott. Get that done. But you, you know what, Scott, I will tell you. <laughs> Joey, Joey's in the same industry you are, the media, everything like mm. that. And I know it runs you guys ragged. Doing this podcast, I mean, Alfie jokes with me all the time and says, I thought this was a one-shot deal. I thought we were doing this <laughs> once and we were done. And here we are, 100 episodes. Um. I, I would say this, it, it does, you, you, you do your work, you take care of things, your family, and then you're gone. You're like, oh crap, I, I've got a show. I've got to get ready for that. And I can only imagine when what you do is talk all day and you know, you or Joey to then have to come and do that on top of it. I can, I can see where that would weigh down on you and, and take some time away. So I completely get it. I completely get it. I personally, the reason I keep recruiting all these good people in is so I'm going to get all them talked into saying, Hey, Joe's taking next week off. Who's running the show and yeah. waiting for the hands to get raised. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. So for uh, me, it's not the talking. I, I'll talk all day, every day. It's just, it's the production. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the talk of that episode was done a year and a half ago. I have yet to finish the production of it. Cause I really, I get very, very tinkery with my star Wars story. I get really particular with how I edit it and how I, how I score it. And, you know, well, it's a professionally thing done thing. It's not a uh, thrown together stream yard by a bunch of no. goofballs. So, uh, <laughs> but I tell you what, It'd be a lot more uh, episode if it were. Um, Revan asked a question. I'm just going to start because I want to get some feedback from all you guys. Revan asks, if you don't mind me asking, what would be your top three Sith and or Jedi? Um, I think mm, who's the youngest one here, Joey or Nick? Nick, me, Joey, Joey, you're the youngest. I'll start. We'll go youngest to oldest here. So, Joey, top three Sith or Jedi or combine them together. I don't care. Just give me a top three, like, force user of that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Sith, so I'll go, you know me, Dad. I go three to one because if you say the first one first, then who gives a shit about the third one? <laughs> um, let's just get that clear on the Correct. board. Correct. Dad right now. As I mean, uh, when we get yeah. to him, I'll go, okay, number one, Sith. Uh, <laughs> uh, number three, I, I'm going to be basic about pretty much all of them, I guess. Uh, number three, Sith, I'd say Darth Maul. Two, um, uh, the Emperor uh, Sidious, and one, Darth Vader. Um, okay. I know that Sidious is, you know, he's the Emperor, and he's all being, and he's everything, and he's not dead, and cloning, and dark science, secrets only the Sith knew, and all that stuff. But Darth Vader... Somehow he's guy. returned. Somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that little line. Um, it's a Disney Darth- magic. Right. Darth Vader is just the baddest mamma in all the land um, and always will be. Uh, so that'd be my three Sith. Um, three Jedi. It's tough because a lot of people, this is a very contingent point for a lot of people, I'm sure now. Um, Ahsoka Tana, right? She's technically not a Jedi, but she's a, a force user, force uh, wielder, and, and a good right. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's definitely my top three. Luke Skywalker is in the top three. And then... Um, I got. I, I, I see. It's basic. I gotta. I think I just gotta say Yoda, man. I love Yoda, and I know I'm missing out on Obi Wan Kenobi, but Yoda is just. I love his wisdom. I love everything about Yoda, and I'm hoping that that can kind of parlay. We can kind of get uh, the second coming here with Baby Yoda. We can. We can see him grow into a wise. Do you think he's gonna speak in reverse? Do you think he's gonna speak like Yoda? Baby Yoda. That's a good question. I don't know. That's an interesting Ooh. point. Did we I, ever hear I, Yaddle speak? No. Shouldn't it depend on who taught him how to talk? What you if he correct. spoke like Mando and had a cool-ass voice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if he starts hanging oh, out with Lando Calrissian? Armor. That would be sick. Um, but yeah, those would be my three. Yeah. Okay. Nick, Nick, you're the next up. We'll we'll yep. pound through this. You're next up. Uh, uh, yeah. I would I would say Bane. Uh, number three. Mm-hmm. I like that, Joey. Don't give away number one. Thanks. Bane. Uh, I would go. Plagueis, number two, and I would go Darth Vader, number one. Uh, I will skip the Jedi. I'm having kind of a love-hate with the Jedi right now. <laughs> it's because you're reading the High Republic books. That's it. That's what yeah. it is. D-Doc, how about you? It's funny because I was gonna. I, I wanted to uh, bring the house down by throwing Plagueis on the uh, list. I wanted to sound smart for a second there because it's like one of the only books that I've read, basically. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I really like Plagueis. He's in my top three for Sith. You know what I was just thinking during this list? Would you consider Kylo Ren a Sith? Like, is he a Sith? Or, like, what? Is Dang. he just, like, kind of a mm. bad Jedi? You know? He yeah. doesn't come off as a Sith to me. He, he's, the angsty, yes. he's the angsty yeah. teen Jedi that's, like, going through some shit with his parents, you know? Emo. A, a Sith in yes. puberty? <laughs> An emo Sith. Yeah, I totally forgot about him though. He's like my—I I have the most stuff of him. Anyways, go ahead, D-Doc. Yeah, but um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm terrible with top threes like for anything. But yeah, I love I love Darth Maul. He's one of my favorites. I grew up with Phantom Menace, so I'd say like I'd go with like for my top three: Plagueis, Vader, and um, or uh, Plagueis, Darth Maul, Vader. That's where I'm okay. gonna go. Nice. How about Jedi? You got three Jedi. Or you can skip like if yeah, you, like you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Qui Gon, Obi Wan, Luke Skywalker. 
Qui-Gon, nice. I love Qui-Gon. I don't know why. It's like, as I've gotten older, like, I just, like, the more I watch Phantom Menace, I'm just like, uh, I love that. I love looking at the uh, Hot Toys figures, <laughs> and they just came out with Qui-Gon, and I'm just, like, looking at that thing. And oh, I'm just the like, Hot how Toys. Can, how can Ooh. I justify a $200 action figure to my wife? Yeah, like, like yeah. everything on Hot Toys site is a white whale. Yeah. Uh, everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Alfie, how about you? Give me three and three. Okay, uh, before I get to that, though, I should have brought these first, but I didn't think about it. Talking about white whales, I picked up three of them uh, yesterday. The Look at him. Power those of the, the anniversary force ones or those originals? Power of the Force, oh, wow. yeah. Power of the yeah, force. Power of the Force. I know nice. they're not, you know, vintage, you know, like the vintage characters, but I was a little too old when they came out. You know, I was in college, didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't get a whole lot of them kind of what i want to go back and get nice. you know what i, I like now because scott how old is your son uh he's 24 24 okay so yeah. joey joey's still, 28. still trying to kick him out of the nest yes <laughs> joey's 28 so i lucked out because i got to go buy all new star wars stuff and hang out with him during during that late 90s run and that was man that was just a blast yeah. to do that that so, was a thing that was a was. thing it, it, it was a good excuse honey these are for Joey, I swear. They're for Joey. Um, yeah. Alfie, give me your three and three. Uh, Darth Revan, Sidious, and Darth Vader. Uh, Jedi. Let's see. I guess I'll go with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm -hmm. uh, Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker. Man, I feel like everybody. I feel like this is a dark pot. Everybody's just ripping the. Everybody's everybody's just going right through the 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 Sith and the Jedi. We're like, uh, uh, I don't yeah, know. yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Scott, I'm going to go to you because uh, you know we're the, we're the older uh, the older group here. We're a few years older now. Yeah. Any, any differences on your Sith and your Jedi? Yes. Uh, on my Sith list, Lumia. <laughs> Lumia. Oh yes, is on this. Right? With yes. I I oh, I have that. a great affection for her going back to the the original appearances, you know, when she was supposed to be a rebel in uh David Michelinie and Walt Simonson's Marvel Star Wars run. She was the redhead in that, right? Didn't she? Right. She was Shira Bree. Shira Bree. Which I never pronounced right until I did uh, David Michelinie's Star Wars story and he set me straight on the pronunciation. So um Maul, I, you know, I gotta go like Joey. I gotta go Maul and Vader next. Nice. I mean, Vader's just Vader's just kind of it. Vader is the saga to me. So, yep. uh, you know, Vader's there uh, for Jedi. Obi Wan, you got Luke, and I, just just to, again to go back to my Marvel Star Wars people, uh, I'm gonna put Don Juan Quixote in there oh, as well. Oh gosh, one so, of my favorite. He was hanging out with with Jackson right there. Yes. Uh, when, when are we getting the Don Juan Quixote action figure? I, we need him. We need him. And the Starkiller kid. Oh, we need yeah. all those guys. What was, was the that... young la lady's name in the all pink? It looks like she was a... Uh, uh, Amaza? Yeah, oh boy. Amaza? Amaza. Yes. Jackson and Amaza. Yeah. I always liked the porcupine guy. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That was a great oh, You messed series. me up there. See, I, I will say you, you three here, uh, Dave, Nick, and Joey... <laughs> You missed up. You missed out on that Marvel run. It it got really crazy and off off the rails for a while. But for us, that was the only thing keeping us going between movies. Was yeah, that, we did VHS. We you could either watch the Give a Show film film strips, 
or the book and record or read the Marvel books. So mm -hmm. they were real Star Wars to us. Marvel? My favorite yeah. was always the Jedi that lived underwater that wore the fishbowl on his oh, head. Oh, Kiro. Yeah, Kiro. That, yeah. That's a little kid that blew my mind. <laughs> Lightsaber that works underwater. That's hey, Kiro, man. Yeah. Then they brought it back in Clone Wars, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, come on. They brought it back in the battles. Yeah, well, yeah, I nice. didn't bring, they didn't bring him back, but they brought back, oh. like, you know, um, Kit what's Fisto. his name? Kit Fisto. Fighting Kit, oh, Kit Fisto fighting under Okay. okay. See, um, D-Doc yeah. and Nick, you, you guys, uh, you may agree with me here. I was just thinking about it, but, like, I will always have a special place in my heart for uh, Kit Fisto, Plo Koon, uh, Kia D. Mundi, because as the prequels, you know, in that time when we were kids and the prequels were coming out, that, you know, all we really knew was Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda, you know, and, and so then in the prequels, when you got Kit Fisto and, and Plo Koon and all these Jedis that are coming out of nowhere that have these different lightsabers, it's like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like, so th those three definitely uh, have, a, have a, a, a strong place in my heart and my childhood memory just because I was like, wow, there's more Jedis and there's more lightsaber colors than just blue and green. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. And Mace Windu, obviously, the purple. I mean, all that stuff. It's just, man, it's just the best. Star Wars is great. It's <laughs> Star Wars is great. Star Wars is title great. Show. Star Wars is great. That, that is, you know what? That is hundred show is Star Wars is great. great. Um, to, to comment back on what uh, Joey said about um, all these different Jedi, I remember me and my brother got um, there was a PlayStation One game called Star Wars Jedi Power Battles, and it was like mm -hmm. it was like a scroller game, and um, they had like Plo Koon, they had Mace Windu in it and stuff like back when they were like kind of like. You know, you saw them, you know, you saw episode one and stuff, but like they weren't that known then. So it was like, I'm, I remember I'd be like, I'm going to be the guy with the purple lightsaber. I'm going to be Mace Windu. Like, even though I didn't know that much about him, my brother was always Plo Koon. And it was like, like Joey said, it was just cool to see different Jedi. Yep. It, I agreed. And and Willie Harms with, with this one right here. Uh, yeah, the, the dinosaur headed uh, Jedi that Django Fett, Django Fett killed in Attack of the Clones. Alfie brought that up the other day on the show because we were talking yeah. about. He didn't Ahsoka. just get killed. He got gun smoked by Jango Fett. <laughs> That's, right. That's two weeks in a row that specific Jedi has been mentioned. Do we know his name? I know I've got all the encyclopedias everywhere. I'm sure I've got it, but I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Time to look. Okay. We'll have but, to look. You got it? I feel like you got it. it, it no, I, all my stuff's in storage. You see the bare walls around me, right? No, this I meant is... the name of that Jedi. Oh, the name? No, I know, but I would have to look it up. It, that would have to be Trabor. a look it up thing. What? Coleman Trabor. Oh, Coleman so they named him after Rob Coleman. Okay. <laughs> Rob Coleman, the ILM guy. Yeah. Just did his name backwards on the, yeah. Okay. Oh. oh. They did a lot Rob of Rob Coleman, the guy who animated Yoda. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Adam Bray, Adam Bray, I love some of the stories he tells where they name stuff just like, oh, that guy? Yeah, we'll just flip it. Or <laughs> I've got a friend over there. Let's just take his name and move the letters around. That would be so fun. Yeah. I want that job. I want to be in with Lucas in the in the <laughs> formerly, you know, just like bullshitting and creating different stuff like that. That would be hilarious. Well, um, isn't isn't Orn Free Ta? Isn't his name Corn Fritter? Oh, isn't that where that comes from? <laughs> I'm I serious. Is that I think that's where that. I think that's where George got that from. Orn Free Ta is like, oh, Corn Fritter. Yeah, that's yeah, it. I, that and, sounds like a George thing right there. <laughs> The same thing he did with the uh, the Nimoidians in 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 the prequels with naming them after oh, yeah. naming them after political people and stuff like it. Just move their name around just a little bit, 
right? Just enough to where it's, it's a little <laughs> different. So sorry, I'm throwing some some uh, uh, gummy Skittles in. I love some sugar. Um, hey, uh, Brent, Brent's got a question. Brent Dykeman, who will be on later. Captain America, Qui-Gon Jinn, or He-Man, who are you taking in a fight? Captain America, Qui-Gon Jinn, or He-Man? And, and to go along with that, I know he asked me a while back, will a lightsaber go through the Captain America shield or not? Vibranium. Vibranium. So, Scott, I'll start with you. We'll go backwards. Captain America, Qui-Gon Jinn, or He-Man? Uh, he I never got into He-Man. Did you get into He-Man? That was that was awesome, He-Man right? was... Just, yeah, that was He Man was just outside my wheeled house. Um, I'm gonna go Qui Gon for obviously it's a Star Wars podcast. What am I thinking? But also, I think Qui Gon's lightsaber wouldn't go through adamantium, but I think it would go through vibranium, and that would be the difference maker. Can you okay. plus plus Qui Gon could you know just throw him around if he needed to? This is true. <laughs> just, Maybe he wouldn't have to touch yeah. him. Yeah. All right, younger folk and and Alfie. Any thoughts on this one? Alfie, I'll go to you next. Captain America, Qui-Gon Jinn, or He-Man? Because you were you were more the age where He-Man was starting yeah, to come on. Yeah, He-Man's kind of my guy, but I, you know, and going back to Joey and D-Doc and, and Nick, you know, the thing about the prequels and the Jedi, that was always my biggest complaint, was they didn't do enough Jedi stuff in the prequels. Right, they had so much there, they right. just scratched the yeah. surface. Like Obi-Wan, you know, having problems with the little droids outside of his ship. Why didn't he just use the force and knock them off? Uh, You're amazing. Why so, not? That's right. Why not? I've never thought know, of that before. Why That's is good. that a problem? Yep. Like, why didn't they just pick all the battle droids up and throw them? That's you know? not how the force works. Yeah, that's not how the force space. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but we can pick up a thousand rocks at one time to open up In the space, doorway. no one can hear you forced. <laughs> hey Charles Westcott. Hey Nick, go ahead. So maybe unpopular because it's a Star Wars thing. I've been rewatching all the Marvel movies, mm -hmm. and again, my my exposure to the Marvel comics are very low compared to like Star Wars comic books, Star Wars books, stuff like that. I'm going Chris Evans, Captain America. I don't think he's getting beat by Darth Maul. Now we didn't say who's sexier. We said <laughs> no. I, I'm with you. Who would win in the fight? I agree, but I listen. What do I what have I learned from those movies? Bet on Captain America. Uh, Captain in America. In what world? In what yeah. world does Captain America go toe to toe with Thanos, even for a second? And we all lose our minds in Endgame when he picks up the hammer and takes he him does pick so, up the hammer. Hey, who knows? He could Spoiler pick up a alert. lightsaber. <laughs> if you've not seen that, <laughs> yeah, you've got problems. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, yeah. I probably we probably spoiled twenty other things for you. Before we got to that, no, day. that's like the people in uh, Mando season two who still are like, you know, if you mentioned Luke Skywalker, they're like, "Whoa, bro!" I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> but Dave, I appreciate your sensitivity to it. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm uh, D Doc. I'll let you finish here. Any thoughts on those three? Captain America, Qui Gon, or He Man? I know you're a big Qui Gon fan. Yeah, I think uh, I think Captain. I'm I'm like I have a vision of Captain America kind of getting the shield and uh, hitting Qui Gon in the face the same way Darth Maul did. Oh. He Man gets him, and then uh, Captain America starts fighting He Man, and he says, "Why are we fighting each other?" Kind of like Bucky, and then it turns into like three more movies. Wow. Love it. <laughs> Love it. There's some <laughs> he starts having PTSD uh, Bucky syndrome when he's fighting He Man. He's like, "I can't do this." 
You know, um, you know, we're speaking about Marvel and and Marvel and Star Wars, and I, I'm just gonna throw this out there because you know we 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 talk about the good and the bad here, and we love all Star Wars, but <clears throat> except that one. I, well, well <laughs> yeah, uh, that movie right there. Yeah, don't bring um, that one up. But yeah, but I would say I would say this. Obviously, I was lucky enough to grow up in the original, see my son grow up with the prequels, and and then you know see the sequels as you know as I've gotten older. Um, I I find that still while the the originals and the prequels are still still so near and dear to my heart, I haven't I haven't gotten that love yet. I, I, I watch them and I enjoy them, but I haven't got that love for the sequels. But what has replaced that for me during COVID and during the past few years has definitely been the Marvel movies. I grew up being a comic book kid and Captain America was my guy growing up, so my wife and I never watched the Marvel movies when they initially came out. We were too busy with everything going on. And of course, COVID hits, we got a chance to sit down and just buzz through them. I am completely like enamored with what they did with the Marvel series. And I don't know about you guys, you guys are younger. Scott, you, you know, I'll get you and Alfie's opinion, but did you find that, that comparing the sequels compared to how the Marvel kind of thing was done? Does it fill a little bit of that void for you, or do you, you know, I, yes, I still want more Star Wars, but it was nice to have that to to give me something to root for and, and watch and everything like that. Scott, I'll go with you first. Oh, I go first again. Wow. Um, I love the Marvel movies. I enjoy them. I love the interconnectedness of it. I'm one of these guys that I became a comic collector because, well, because my brother told me that anytime you buy a number one, it's going to be worth a fortune. And... So anytime I saw number one on the stands, I will buy that because it's going to put me through college. <laughs> and uh, I bought the thing number one. And in the thing number two, because I'm also a completist, the thing number two, he's got this big mess in the Baxter building. What happened here? You'll have to check out Fantastic Four number 256 to find out. Okay, so I buy Fantastic Four number 256, and then there's something glowing in the background. What is it? you got to check out Avengers 233 to find out. So I go buy Avengers 233. And so that, I mean, I love that sprawling canvas, the interconnectedness of those those stories. So I love what they've done with the Marvel Universe on screen. I really do. But there's still a Star Wars-shaped hole in my heart. Oh, yeah. And the Marvel movies are their thing, and I love them. And I think for kids today, they are kind of that thing that we had when we had Star Wars. I don't think the sequel trilogy did that for them. But... yeah, the Marvel movies aren't going to substitute for great Star Wars for me. They just can't. No, no. I mean, what I was saying kind of was if I would have felt like the sequels would have been more at the level of the prequels or the original trilogy, I I wouldn't have had that. I need something to fill a little void for me, mm-hmm. right? And and Marvel just helped fill that void while I was while I was watching those. So that's what I was saying. But but mm-hmm. uh, guys, what do you, I mean? Across the board, Marvel, Star Wars. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it's a character flaw of mine. I'm a very like, I'm a loyal to, to, uh, you know, probably to a fault when it comes to a lot of things like brand loyalty. Yeah, I'm a huge IndyCar guy, so I don't care about all the rage with Formula One. I don't watch it because I'm an <laughs> IndyCar guy. Like, uh, you know, with with Marvel, I, I get it. Like, I know it's huge. I know it's awesome. But I'm just I'm just a Star Wars guy. Like I just like 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 Scott said, you know. I mean, uh, I I can I feel like I can acknowledge the greatness of that and how everybody loves it. But at the same time, I'm just like you know I just I prefer to be in space and like have lightsabers and the Force and you guys you know you have capes and everything. That's great. Like I I, I just I 
I'll watch a Marvel movie to try to get into it or to, like Dad said, kind of fill some time. But to me, personally, there's nothing like the excitement of a new Star Wars show, of the the buildup and the anticipation of a Star Wars movie in theaters. Uh, It's just some of the best memories of my life. So I just – I haven't had that with Marvel because – I was a prequel kid that still kind of came mm-hmm. up at that age, and I, you know, I just missed me with the Marvel. So it is what it is. Nick, go ahead. There is a fine line between a cape and a robe. I would just like to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> a full-length Jedi robe yeah. and a cape, which is more obstructive. I don't uh, I'm with you, Joey. Yeah. I, I think I think that makes a ton of sense, especially like I never have had an. I've, I've seen all the Marvel movies. We just went and saw uh, Shang Chi last night, which, by mm. the way, first time in a movie theater since pre-covid and nice. you just can't you just can't replace it like it was nope it was phenomenal but during I, oh go for it does it say during covid i saw empire strikes back in the theater three times <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that was that was my first one but i've never i didn't you know i didn't wait in line six hours for a marvel movie like never no, have i ever done no. that right whereas when force nope. awakens came out i got there at like two in the afternoon and waited forever. So I'm, oh, yeah. I'm with you, Joey. Makes sense. I, I want to know from Joey, do you have a copy of the single I Am Indie? And are there any more words to it than that? No. no. I, I Maybe my dad does. I do not. That is <laughs> okay. not my repertoire. No, sure. That's not, that's not my man corner. Um, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> I just have this little nook and cranny for Captain America that just, that Marvel thing lit, lit the fire just right when I got to see Captain America. So go ahead. It's a pretty closely fanatical about Marvel, but I've watched all the movies. I love them. I wasn't really that uh, in-depth of a comic book guy, but, you know, I remember mid-late 90s when I first read about the MCU, and I followed it all the way, you know, to uh, the Infinity War. So I was just so excited about that. I thought they did a perfect job with it. That was always one of my favorite books. But yeah, it's just not the same as Star Wars. Yep. To me. It's Although true. I will say that they do do a really good job in the movies of taking some very obscure things and making them insanely popular. Like what, real quick? Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> if you could have found a hundred people on the street that had ever, you know, really heard of that before when the first trailer came out. But now, I mean, that's that was a great movie. Absolutely, very entertaining. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, okay. and I mean, as big a hit as Shang Chi's become, uh, you know, I did a read through of Master of Kung Fu last year because of COVID, and uh, it, it just it, it, the movie is almost nothing like the book, but they have taken this little obscure thing and made it into a huge a huge hit. Interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing it. My my movie adventure recently was Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. And Mm. I will tell you, there was a lightsaber and Captain America's shield and Hulk's fist all in the movie. Spoiler alert again, dude. Jeez, that just came (laughs) out. None of you are going to go see it. Come on. My last movie was Empire and Jaws. I saw them both on the same day. That was a good combo. I've been in the movie since 1980. (laughs) <laughs> lull in between uh covid one and two. Oh gosh okay well hey um be- because we got things moving and i've got like seven or eight minutes till the next crew comes in 
Mm. I, I want to go to Scott and Joey. We'll let you guys finish out the hour here. Any topic you want to hit, anything you guys want to hit on Star Wars related, I want it to be your time because some of us are going to be around for a couple hours and take care of all this. I wanted to hear from you guys. One, again, I can't thank you guys enough for taking the time out of your day to come and be a part of this. Uh, it's, a, it's a big deal for us, and we really appreciate it. And, Scott, just not knowing you or you not knowing me from Adam and taking the time to be a part of our show on different guest times and things like that, you, uh, you're, a, you're a great guy, and you do great things, so thanks for being a part of it. So, Well, uh, I, I appreciate you reaching out because I love what you guys do, and I love your passion for this stuff. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, I will say as my – a couple things as my parting words. Um, one, again, uh, congrats to all of you. Congrats to them. And, uh, you know, so, so often podcasts and things get started, and they just fizzle out for the first five or six episodes, and – this is going on well over a year now, almost, dang, almost two years, really. A year and a half, yeah. A year and a half, year and a half and 100 episodes. It's fantastic and uh, makes me super happy. And um, my last thing will be it is one of my life goals to write or be a part of or make it happen to have the Family Guy uh, prequel parodies um, <laughs> come about. Because the original ones are such a part of my life and so funny and so good. Uh, the prequel ones, I think, deserve it as well. There's so much comedy there. And uh, so I definitely will be trying to come to you guys if I ever get the chance uh, for your guys' jokes and one-offs on that. Because I, be I, just, I believe in my heart of hearts, my soul of souls, that it just needs to happen. I, I would love it. I, we all we use those lines all the time in the show. We, 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 it's like we know those as well as we know absolutely so good. Um, so good yeah Scott, so Dad, thank you for having me guys oh, thank you thank you uh have fun again and then super proud of you guys and i'll talk to you guys soon joey thank you for getting me to start this and if you wouldn't have done it we wouldn't be here today thank you and i know you're super busy and for you to hop on and take time i really appreciate it man and just thanks for getting it started and being a part of it the whole way even behind the scenes and helping me all the time so thank of course, you man. Pops. yep i'll talk to you guys you guys right. see you joey yeah, Star Wars is great forever. Bye. <laughs> Scott, I tell you what, um, any any closing thoughts on you? Anything you want to hit on Star Wars? We got we got five minutes. You can blow it, man. We are here to listen and well, see what you want to talk about. And Alfie's well, got you know, to I have a piece here called uh, Marvel Star Wars in Five Minutes. But uh, I actually did write. No, I did. I produced that one time. I, I played it at a con one time. Or I did it live at a con with a slideshow. I forgot about that. Uh, I'll have to do that. I, I'm not going to do it now because I was not prepared. Weirdness. Those got opened. What happened? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what? His oh, two-year-old is a Star Wars fanatic. and if That's amazing. It, yeah, if she sees one in the box, it's out of the box. I wasn't oh. watching. Uh, but, Scott, real quick, since we spent the majority of the last time you were on talking about Heir to the Empire... Uh -huh. Do you see a possibility of that coming back in live action through the Mando and other series? Um, strictly speaking, I hope not. I like what they've done since the the Disney buyout. I, I don't say I like all that they've done, but I like the things that done where they've they've taken story elements and they've kind of repurposed them, repositioned them, re recontextualized them. And so I, I hope if they do any of that stuff. And I would love for them to do 
elements of those stories. Don't get me wrong. Oh no, Steve Glosson's here. <laughs> Everybody. Uh, I'd love for them to, to redo elements of those stories, but if they do, I'd like them to, to recontextualize. I don't want a straight up adaptation. Um, yeah, that's more what yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Bit, taking bits. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to see a little bit of that. Now, I, and I will also tell you this, and this is probably the biggest sin that I will ever commit. I think Thrawn as a premise is completely ludicrous. I've never seen anybody who can look at a painting and win a battle based on the painting. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just, oh, look, there's a Ming face. Let me tell you how to beat the Chinese. It doesn't <laughs> happen that way. It can't <laughs> happen that way. Just, and it just drives me nuts when they do that. But that's just me. That's, oh, God. I'll cool see, it because Steve is here. I did see a really good meme about that, and it was a guy looking at a Van Gogh painting. He's like, I don't know, but I think I could beat him in a naval battle. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me ask you this. Do you have somebody coming on with Steve, or am I getting kicked off immediately? Mr. Bray will hop on in three minutes. Oh, Bray three is too? Minutes. Okay, never yeah. mind. Because I found the Marvel Star Wars in five minutes, but I can't. Oh. I literally summarized the entire run of Marvel Star Wars in five minutes, but I, I don't have time to do it, so it's going to have to be. And plus, have I haven't rehearsed it. Do you have a, Oh, you've got it. Okay, you haven't got it recorded. Oh. You just got to read oh, it. I, do, I did record it at some point, but I did. I, this uh, This was not that. This was just, this is the script for it. Oh, I man. found it, but. But yeah, it'll have to be another time. You you want you want me time. to tell Adam to hold off for three minutes? No, for you to go no, away? no, no, do no. That. Do not. No. Okay. We do Next. not. We we want Adam Bray on there because uh, he recorded a podcast with me a year and a half ago, and it still hasn't come out yet. So no, I don't okay. want to shortchange him anymore. Next time we have it. Next time we all get together on a show. Um, yeah. We'll one of the first and foremost things we're going to do is I want to hear that. That will be the okay. first thing on the agenda. Either that or I, you didn't mention the possibility we could get Glossin off in favor of Bray, and then I could do it. Listen, Scott, um, I've been sitting here polite. I just uh, – you're talking smack about Thrawn. You're like, really, I, I, who, who can believe that someone can look at art and tell somebody about someone's culture? Who can believe – No, no, no. No, sir. <laughs> they're I battles. Say, they're, they're fighting. Yeah, they could win a battle. Most of these artists are pacifist boobs anyway. No, that's what you don't understand. I mean, Back in those days, it was the art of the warrior a long time ago. Oh, yeah, that Mona Lisa, man. I could I could beat the crap out of the Italians if I had Mona Lisa. <laughs> man, that's Look, the I'll next one. Picture, I'll, I'll draw you a picture, Scott. And yeah. see what you can oh, man. Yeah, I'll show you where you touched me. Oh, we'll gosh. Right no. over there. Well, I tell you, Glossy's going to come out here now and kick me off. Got, you know, I'm so skinny and he's so fat. He just kicked me right <laughs> All right, Riven, you've stirred up enough stuff uh, here. Man, thank you for the hour. We're going to get these yahoos going here and hear all their funny stuff because these guys absolutely. are ready for that. Thank you so much again for being here. And we'll, we'll start hour number two, man. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks for the invite. I love you guys. I will see you soon, hopefully. Thanks. Thank you. Congrats. Right. Thank you. Hey, hey everybody. How you doing, Mr. Glosson? <laughs> hey, how are you? Is my audio okay? I can hear you just fine. Sounds great. Okay. So, you know, uh, I will say this. Uh, look, there's Mr. Bray, and is he wearing a Mandalorian hat? I'm trying to see that there. Um, watch his internet will go bad. It's a, it's Steve Gloss and Adam Bray. It, when they're together, Bray's internet goes bad. So, um, you know what? That I'm going to say something. That's true. I know. Like, like I hear him on all these other shows, and he's absolutely, um, just, just absolutely clear as a bell and fresh as a daisy. 
But the minute he and I are on a show together, he's like, hey, 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 and I'm like, ah, it must be me. You, you are, you might be the jinx. You might be the monkey. You might be the wrench in his monkey or the monkey in his wrench. How does that work? I don't know. Um, yes, Dave, hey, because I'm too busy to even think about typing, you're here okay. with us till 830, Dave. So Perfect. you're good. Um, so, hey, we, Steve, one of the things that, you and I have done some shows together, and you and I and Adam have done shows together. But right. some of my crew was here tonight, and you, you've you always said, do they not like me? Do they not want to be around me? This is the one and only Mr. Steve Glosson and Mr. Adam Bray. This is part of the crew. we got D-Doc right here, Dave. We've got Alfie. We've got Nick. So, guys, these are two of my favorite guys to listen to in their Star Wars talk. I'm glad you're all here together, Steve. While Adam's internet goes in and out. <laughs> You just lead the show. Throw a topic out there, Steve, because I know you're good at that. See what Dave, Alfie, and Nick and I say. I've got nothing. I was. I'm just. I'm here along for the ride. I, hey guys, good to meet you guys. Hey, nice to meet you. Nice, nice to meet you. Um, I will say this: that a few minutes ago, I was screaming at the YouTube saying it's Coleman Trebor, Coleman Trebor, <laughs> and Alfie came back around and said it's Coleman Trebor. <laughs> so I was like, that's the dinosaur-headed. <laughs> oh god! I was like, "Get it right, come on!" And I knew Rifen wouldn't know. Rifen purports to be this Star Wars fan. All of Rifen's Star Wars knowledge ends in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're saying that, and I've got Dave born in '91, right? I got Alfie '77, Nick in '93, '93. So there, Steve's or Scott's knowledge. Is <laughs> Thank God you guys are there to pick up the torch and carry it because Lord knows Scott Riven won't. Well, I don't even know there was a blue dinosaur headed man. <laughs> and Adam's just sitting there at attention. It wrapped his Adam, attention. can you hear us? Are you responding? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, you're already getting him worked up, Steve. Adam's fighting words. Adam, can you hear me? Can I hear you? Who was that red-faced man with the two lightsaber thing? I don't. That was. You know what? And who uses a double-bladed lightsaber? There's, there's no, there's no galaxy where that would be actually useful. Well, um, I do like the dual lightsaber red-faced man, but I, I will. These guys, uh, believe it or not, Steve, uh, Alfie, Dave, and Nick. Nick, did you listen to many podcasts before we started? None. And Dave, how about you? Did you listen to many podcasts? Yeah, I, I listen to podcasts. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, Alfie. Not like we, religiously, but be, before we started Rule of the Galaxy, Alfie had said he'd never even heard a podcast. So no. I, I will say this for you guys, and then for our listeners and followers and everything like that. <laughs> um, Scott, you're going to keep getting me laughing here. Um, impersonation, Adam, right now. Yeah. So Adam's <laughs> coming here in a minute, but this guy right here is one of the uh, he. He runs Geek Out Loud, um, the podcast. And if, for those who are listening, for those who are watching, and for you guys, check it out because not only does he talk about Star Wars, but he talks about Marvel, DC. He talks about um, G.I. Joe, uh, Whatever. He-Man. Just whatever's uh, on my mind. Yeah, whatever's just... on his mind. And yeah. he makes me laugh every time. And that's why when I reach out to him as well, to hear him come back to me and say, yeah, let's do a show. I was like, great. I get to laugh for an hour and hang out with this guy who uh, I've been listening to forever. So thank you. Adam, are you with us? Are you live? He's smiling. <laughs> Come on, Adam. You can do it. Adam. Hey, can you hey! hear me? 
<laughs> we hear you now. How, um, how bad is the delay, Adam? Um, it's pretty bad. It's like you guys are all talking through vocoders, and it, it pauses. Oh. It keeps dumping me off. So that's well, all right. I will say this: you and Alfie are both wearing the the Mandalorian logo hats right there. I like that. The uh, is that the Boba Fett logo or the Mando logo? That's Boba, Boba Fett. That's Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's All right. So that's head. Well, we are gonna we're gonna try to get you uh, up and going, uh, Mr. Bray, because uh, I know both of you have been on our show a number of times. Mm -hmm. And um, here we go. Sorry, Adam. I was trying to read your message there. Uh, Adam has been a guy who. Um, has written for a little bit of everything, Marvel, Star Wars. But I'll tell you what, I bring this book out, and for those of you who don't have it, and first of all, it's it's like, which way am I going? It's like 50 pounds, you know, it's a huge book. But when you buy a book from Adam, author Adam Bray on Twitter or any other kind of social media, if you buy a book from him that he's done, check out this. Now, I know I told you guys that I was a big Captain America fan, but... Check that out. He puts a message, do a little drawing. Yeah. That makes it personal to where it's not just, you know, hey, there you go. Take the book, get on, whatever. Make it personal for you. I love this book. This was awesome. It's been great reading. And and uh, so thank you, Adam, for uh, for getting this to me and for making it with the signature and the, the drawing and everything like that in there. So You um, could kill something with that book. It's a huge <laughs> book. It's gigantic. <laughs> um adam how you doing anything new going on i've been loving you and and steve you guys have been loving the the what if shows that you've been doing recently they've been great is anybody else uh yeah. dave alfie or nick watching the what ifs yes yeah. okay they're awesome i just there finished is. the zombie one today that was yeah. pretty good the podcast they've been doing recently it's it's under chewy's cantina and and geek out loud right are you kind of That's doing right. it together yep. uh they've been doing every two weeks uh, a recap of, of the what ifs and they are great i mean it's like man i missed that oh i didn't see that and they're they they're like you alfie they see everything and uh yeah so um guys floor is open any topics that either one of you want to hit if not dave alfie nick bring up some topics and we'll get rolling and i'll get some of these messages out to everybody here real quick go ahead nick i'm curious for scott and adam that just or for uh steve and adam that just jumped in i read scott because Scott's comment popped up as it happened. So Steve, don't hold that against me. Uh, but I'm curious for the two of you guys, there was a question that was posed in the last hour. What was like the white whale hmm. merchandise item, like Star Wars item that like you either didn't get that you wanted or you got later in life? I'd hmm. be curious. Okay. Um, for me, Adam, I'll just jump on unless you've got one right off the bat. Go ahead, Steve. All right, great. Adam's um, just smiling. <laughs> Adam's so he's good. a happy guy. Yeah. Um, the uh, the for me as a kid, I wanted an AT-AT or an ATAT, -AT, depending on you know mm -hmm. where you're from. Um, I wanted an AT-AT really, really bad, and I never ever got one. Um, and so I was uh, I I was a grown up and was at a flea market down in Jacksonville, Florida with a friend. And there was a dude that had a little kiosk there that um, he had all kinds of Star Wars stuff and everything. This was back in the early 2000s. And um, we, uh, the dude had, a, had an ad at, and it had been sitting there, it was kind of dusty and everything. 
and he gave me a pretty good price on it. Of course, it didn't have, you know, all those vintage AT-ATs are missing the chin guns. And it only had one. And I was like, he's like, well, I'm going to keep the chin gun. I'll sell it to you for this price. I'm gonna keep it. I think it was like 40 bucks. I'm going to sell it, I'll sell it to you for 40, but I'm going to keep the chin gun. I'm like, hey, man, come on. You know how hard it is to find these things. That's right, Scott, Pecan Park. And I was like, uh, you know, that's the name of the flea market, Pecan Park or Pecan Park, depending on where you're from. It's a pecan park. It's a flea market. I guess if it's a flea market, though, you're going to call it Pecan Park. Anyway, if you've been there, you know it's a pecan. Anyway, um, he's like, give me the, uh, you know, I'm like, come on, dude, you're not going to find another chin gun, and no one's going to stumble into your store saying, hey, you got an at chin gun? He's like, all right, all right. So I, I get the bad boy. I take it home. I'm cleaning it up. I'm turning up, like, I, you know, because it was really bad, dusty. And as I turn it, something's rattling inside. And so I open it up to see what's rattling around, and inside the battery compartment is the second chin gun. So, yeah, it was a really cool moment in my life. And, I mean, look, that stuff happens to me so rarely, and, and I was just like, this is the only one. So, um, but, but, yeah, for me, I don't know that I've gotten anything else collecting-wise in my adult collecting life, especially, that has brought me that much joy to to actually get my hands on uh, outside of that ad at um you know that and they've and they've done some they've done a great ad at since the giant ad at they did back uh i guess it was still pre-2010 2011 ish the legacy ad at huge great play set great vehicle uh and i had it and I, I had to sell it but i miss it terribly and you can't find one at a decent price but that vintage ad at is just to me still nothing to me touches that thing just because of the story and because of how badly I wanted it as a kid. That's, uh, you know, like you said, you rarely find wins. Yeah. So, I mean, it's great to get that. And I know for me, uh, I see all these people posting all the time. Well, I'm at this Walmart or I'm at this target or I'm at this and, Oh, look what I found. I don't find anything like that. And, no. and, 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 to find something that's not priced like, oh gosh, there goes next month's mortgage. Um, you, you know, it's just, it's just rare. So I'm glad you found that. Um, what really burns my biscuits are the people in these Facebook groups that like have these pictures of like this huge collection. They just happen to find at a, at a yard mm. sale or something. And I'm sorry, they're lying. They're not telling, that's not true. That's not real life. <laughs> you don't go out to a yard sale on a Saturday morning and find someone's vintage Star Wars collection, they're just, you know, going to give you for 10 bucks or whatever, you know, and I always get a little irritated at that, but, you know, that's that's just my cynicism with the world as it is. <laughs> no, Steve, when you say it, like, I, I'm unfamiliar with that, so they're like, what do they go, like, eBay it or something like that, or they go, and then they no, say, usually, like, oh, I just found usually, it. Yeah, usually what they do is they'll post uh, someone in these groups, these different toy groups, they'll have a picture of several different sometimes it's a big uh thing that they've you know big set of things they found sometimes it's just a couple of little ships or whatever and they'll say found this this morning and generally they're out at a yard sale they've, they've gone to a garage sale or a yard sale and happen to stumble across someone so and you do find the occasional um you do find the occasional you know good piece at someone's yard sale or garage sale but it's very rare you find someone who's just putting up a full 
vintage collection out of the yard so because generally people with star wars stuff especially the older stuff they they either know what they have or they think mm -hmm. they have something more than what they've had and uh and that's one of the that's kind of one of the frustrating things that you're that your kid opened there and yeah um, <laughs> i'm like well were those the black series on that card <laughs> or are those the original 90s yeah um, they were the 90s power of the force, power of the force. okay yeah. well you know what i just I just bought them the other day. Yeah. And you can find those things for a pretty good price, unless it's someone that thinks Star Wars is just, you know, more valuable from the 90s than it is, and they'll charge you out the wazoo, you know. Um, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, they weren't too bad. And like you said, with these groups, I, I really had to stop myself because I met this person at the high school off of Facebook Marketplace, and it was a nice old lady. She was selling, and she had like six – walmart bags full of figures still on the card mm -hmm. yeah mm. i, I got it i gotta go yeah that's a fun <laughs> thing yeah I, I get tempted by stuff like that too even though i'm trying to cut back a lot of my collecting stuff but i still get tempted by the star wars stuff even though i'm not really hardcore collecting star wars it was willie harms has a good question yes Yes, I, I left it up there. I figured um, everybody give your thoughts on that real quick. And real quick, Adam, are you here? Can we can we hear you and back to us? I'm going to say no. He's on a big delay. He still looks good. So. He does. I mean, game. it's a yeah. fun game we're playing with Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and there Gone. he goes. He's, He's spinning again. <laughs> so, Willie, uh, you've been with us here all night tonight. <laughs> What's one toy or collectible you suggest or for someone who is just starting to collect or wh where would you suggest they go to look for items? Um, it really depends on uh, a few topics like um, how much are you looking to spend? Um, what What's kind of your favorite things? I'm, go I'm going to start with, with D-Doc because he's getting into this and I'll go to Alfie because he's out there hunting and find it. D-Doc, you, you weren't a real collector of like figures and stuff before you started hanging out with us. Where where would you start, and where did you start, and and what did you grab? I started with uh, Black Series, and I want to say, I want to say the first Black Series I got was a uh, Death Trooper because it's just one of my favorite troopers. I don't know why. It's just when they came in and Rogue One, you see them in the Mandalorian. I just think they're badass. They there's a decent amount of mystery to them still. I don't really truly know that there's humans underneath those helmets. I don't know if anyone's ever confirmed that. But um, yeah, I was like, you know what, I'll get what I want. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, looking back on some characters, like I got a Duke. Um, I don't know. It's just like, I like looking for deals. I also like to just see them in the store. It's like part of the hunt is one of the most exciting parts about it is it's like, you know, all right, I got to go to Target to get this. I'm going to the Star Wars section first and seeing what they have there. <laughs> I mean, I've always been a Lego like collector for like the last like seven years. That was my primary thing. It still is. But um, the figures have been taken over a bit for Lego lately. So yeah, I, I've, yeah. that's my biggest. I, I probably have like at least like, I don't know. I, I probably have, I don't know how many Lego collections. They used to all be on a beautiful shelf. They're all in storage right now. <laughs> Alfie, how about you? Where where would you start, and where where somewhere would you tell Willie to to start looking into it? Well, I'm going to go the opposite here, Joe, and I'm going to give some advice to Willie, and tell you anything don't, don't. that says <laughs> Black Series or Funko 
put it down, walk away, <laughs> and never remember it again. <laughs> Avoid it like the plague because oh, it never ends. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'm with I, you, I like Doc. It. I like the hunt. You know, uh, Yak Face released a bunch of stuff today about uh, Target exclusive Black Series and Vintage Collection. What's the point? There's no figures to buy. So what? we're like 50 figures you know, <clears throat> behind on what should have been in the store, and we've seen zilch, zero. So, Yak Face gives me hope every time I yeah. see them post. I'm just like, maybe, his, maybe I'll stop at a store and I'll yeah, see it. Like, because his account gives you that false hope because there's picture after picture of mm -hmm. here I'm in the boys Iowa at this you know Walmart in Timbuktu and look at they have a whole rack of uh, no I, nothing but Star Wars guys. Yeah, I, I've kind of given up. I, chasing the a little bit of everything black series and whatever because i never collected any of that um but what i found is now that i had that little run and that surge of energy i i really want the ones that mean something to me from when i was a kid and i really want <clears throat> you guys can't see it but right behind me i've got a whole box of uh, not a box but like a a case up on the, my wall that's all original you know kinner and they're all open look i'm not I'm not trying to pay for my kids college here. I'm just, they're all open, but I got all of them up there. And the other thing that's kind of attracted me is one thing that I missed out on because of my age and timing were the clones. And you know what? The three and three quarter clone figures for some reason, man, they just draw me in. So I, I really, I really enjoy those, but Willie, it's, it really comes down to where you want to go and what you want to do and what you're looking for, because you can spend your mortgage on it, or you can, um, you know, go to flea markets, go to antique malls, Go to garage sales, and I think everybody agrees that the hunt of it is the best part of it. So start um, with the character. Well, yeah, pick a character and go yeah. with it. That, yeah, that's what I was going to say, Alfie. Was start with a character. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm, I absolutely agree. I'm just saying I'm agreeing with you. Start with your favorite character, <laughs> and just go from there. Um, don't try to do everything. Don't try to collect everything because. You never will. You know, Alfie mentioned Funko Pops and Black Series. The Funko Pops especially are just, they mm. never end. They're, they're, they have, I don't know how they get all the licenses they do and how they get product out so quickly and how it's distributed so much better than anything Hasbro does or or even Mattel does at this point. Um, but it's out there of, of Lego to, and, those, and Lego is actually interesting because it doesn't necessarily lose value when you, if you're looking for value, Lego sets don't necessarily lose value when you open mm -hmm. them as much. They actually kind of, as long as all the pieces are there and the minifigures are there, they kind of retain their value. Um, uh, real quick, I want to hop in there because I feel terrible because um, Adam is one of my favorites and, and I, I love all the stuff he does and he's always a great guest, but his internet is just not connecting with us. So Adam, I apologize keep trying but I, I only have like 10 more minutes with you oh. so go ahead yeah i, no, I want to do uh i wanted to right show there. off these because these uh these are the new series that lego's doing and i think it's like one of the best things they've done in like the last like really since i've started collecting is they're doing all these helmets now so like you got the scout trooper helmet here which like you look at these things like 360 they are freaking awesome and you start building it and like when you're building these you're just like how is this going to turn into this helmet? I got the stormtrooper right here too. Ooh. They come with these nice stands. Like they're, they're just like nice to display. Like just the detail on it is awesome. So it's like, 
I, I just that, that's what I like about Lego the most. Like Steve was saying, is it's like you know it's fun or whatever. It's like I, I feel like you kind of like create like a personal bond with your Lego while you're building it. So that's what that's what connected me to it. Is it's like you know you throw on a Star Wars movie or you you listen to a Star Wars audio book while you're sitting there building a Lego and you you get the finished product and throw it up and it's like you really don't forget like the builds like each one I look at I'm kind of like yeah I remember when I did that and like what I watched or what I was you know listening to or whatever that's what I like about them the most yeah I also think that you you need to be willing to like if you want to go after everything if you want to be a quote-unquote completist um you you you're going to you're going to drive yourself nuts um and so you really kind of have to set your parameters and decide for me when it comes to star wars um just for a, a host of myriad of reasons i decided you know what i'm gonna hang around in the original trilogy era uh and maybe some prequel trilogy era and just kind of leave leave my collecting in that little realm um I got out of the Black Series. I was an avid Black Series collector up until um, The Force Awakens. Up, I had just about every single Black Series figure, including exclusives, um, up until really Rogue One's release. And, and then when I was selling everything to make room and to get ready to be married, um, the Black Series kind of went out the door because they were easy. To, those are other things that are pretty easy to resell. Correct. Uh, uh, not not as much maybe now because of the way it, you're going to want to mint and box now because of the way Hasbro has chosen to re-release some of the of the figures that have gone by the wayside because because Hasbro will take a figure out. Of, Hasbro will put their their circulation out and be done. Like don't don't think that it's like the old days when you used to find Han Solo in his uh in his new hope outfit in a on a return of the jedi card that this that doesn't happen anymore mm -hmm. um hasbro's like here's this wave of six figures hope you find it all right you didn't <laughs> see you later you know and then next thing you know you're like on ebay i just want this luke skywalker and dagobah outfit well that'll be 500 dollars, sir you know? oh okay you know i didn't realize i was paying for gold oh um, my gosh i don't know who just dropped a bomb but it's okay yeah, I don't understand how they sell out of pre-orders. That's what blows my mind. You're you know, pre-ordering. Yeah, the a, customer is telling you how many to make. No, no, no. We're done after 15 seconds. We're done. What, actually, what happens is um, these different retailers. I just found this out the other day. There's a there's a a YouTube channel. I don't want to promote anyone else on here. But You're you fine. Can find it if you go find if you go look for Nerd Zoic. That's the name of the YouTube channel. This dude does toy reviews and stuff, and he also opened a toy selling shop online. And he kind of just said, "Here's the deets. Here's what. Here's how we do our business, and here's how we get things done." And you have your retailers, but then you have your distributors. The distributors are like a middleman between Hasbro and the retailers. And so even on Hasbro Pulse, they order a certain number of items from the distributors so that because all the stuff that they promote and say is out there and is going up for pre-order has already been made. Um, it, it's not like you're pre-ordering it and then they put it into production. It's already been made. So, so let's say you're using Dorkside Toys. Dorkside Toys has already ordered with really almost blind ordering based on all the code words and crap they use in the distributors you know work with them they've already blind ordered x amount of cases of the next vintage wave 
And so if there's a figure in there that everybody wants and everyone goes to Dorkside at 1 p.m. on Tuesday afternoon when those things first go up for pre-order, they're going to sell out of their pre-order capability there. And I feel like, and so to, so part of me feels like, well, that seems a little underhanded and a bad way of doing business. I don't know of a better way to do that model. Um, but I also look and say, what I see out there often is there's still a demand for things that that people somehow missed out on. And what I'm told by people are, well, you know, toys are mostly for the kids' markets. This this line of toys is mostly for kids anyway, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I don't think that's true because they're never on the pegs for kids to be able to pick up. So you can't tell me this is a kid's mm -hmm. hobby or this is something for kids where mom and dad are walking down the aisle and they see this Spider-Man figure because guess what? That Spider-Man figure has been sold out and I can't buy it online for less than $70. And I know mom and dad aren't going shopping on eBay for their kids' toys. So mom and dad settled for the chintzy little Spider-Man, you know, action figure over here that's not a Marvel Legends. Meanwhile, you're trying to you're trying to sell me a bill of goods that this line is for kids, and I know that it is not. Um, hey, real, real quick, I, I'm going to throw a, a monkey wrench into this here real quick. Well, first of all, Brent Dykeman has joined us because – his internet's working and Adam, I've been trying to get Adam to come on and it's not working well. Oh, I hate and that. I, I know, I, know I feel terrible because I'm, I feel like such a schmo that I'm sitting there and I can see him hop in and out and he's not working. So <laughs> I, I'll make it up to him. I will have a show with Adam ASAP. Just, we'll just do, we'll just do a show and talk about what he wants to talk about. But what, what are you guys thoughts on something like this? Because I'm not a big, I like the three and three quarter. That's my, that's my thing. I mean, I bought some six inch of my favorite characters, but I'm such a big Captain Rex and Ahsoka fan that this is the Disney toy box um, version that was just out of the Disney stores or shop Disney. And because like you said, Steve and Alfie, I started with a couple characters and yes, I've got plenty of Luke's and plenty of Obi-Wan's, but I wanted to have a few more Captain Rex and Ahsoka's. Am I really silly for buying this, or is this okay to add to the collection? Because it's not a three and three quarters. It's something odd that Disney created, but I just couldn't pass. Yes, you are silly for buying that, and you should sell that to me as soon as possible. <laughs> no, I think those are cool figures, and, you know, I, I really – there's a line of Star Wars figures. I think I bought from you actually that are that size that I really like. My daughter really likes them just because they're just a little bit bigger. Okay. I mean, they're beautiful characters. They're just not, you not know, standard. I'm, I'm kind of the opposite here because like what just happened, everything in our house gets open because my daughter loves Star Wars and she plays with it every single day. So, you know, we're constantly going to the store looking and everything's empty. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. You know, and I, you know, that's one thing that gets me about Yak Face's page. You know, he'll post pictures of stores and stuff and people always comment, oh, those are peg warmers. Those are peg warmers. That's junk. Well, you know what? I would like to have some junk to buy. <laughs> Your pegs yeah. are cold over there. Alfie. Yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> um. So go ahead, Nick. Are you crazy? Or, or would you say, am I silly for buying yeah. this? Joe, you've gone down the rabbit hole, and once you've gone down the rabbit hole, you can't come back out of the rabbit hole. So no, it's not. It's all collectible, right? Everything's collectible from a certain point of view. There you go. Okay, I like it. I like I it. I think if you, I think if you dig it, then you buy it. I mean, like I think that's kind of the kicker there. A lot of people like the more stylized stuff like that. 
the toy box is the offshoot of that Disney Infinity series they had that went with the video game a while back. And so toy box is kind of the, the, the doing the versions similar to what they did with the infinity series. I think there's a little more articulation stuff to them than there was, but yeah. Um, you know, it's like, it's, there's also another line. Well, there used to be the galactic heroes mm-hmm. uh, back in the day that I know, I knew some kids that love that stuff, but I also know some grown up collectors that just, really love the collectability of, you know, almost like got to catch them all kind of thing. Um, and, and the first, the first Clone Wars series, the Gindy Tartakovsky Clone Wars series, when those figures were initially released, you know, they were very stylized like that. And it's, you know, it's something to kind of uh, contrast what, what's already up there. And if you like these characters, then yeah, get those characters in whatever, whatever version you can, because yep. you know, that's, you're just celebrating, celebrating the character. And well, you know, as much as anything. Nope, I agree. I agree. I, I really appreciate that because I I felt bad, but I was like, it's a it's, felt bad. It's different, but I was like, heck with it. I'm getting it. Hey, have you quick. seen the Millennium Falcon? Sorry to cut you off, but right. have you seen the toy box Millennium Falcon? It's gorgeous. That is. Oh my gosh, that's sweet. <laughs> um, so the little hey, one. Yeah, yeah. more miniature. I bought that, that for my little guy. Yeah, yeah I think that's with, gonna uh, be underneath the Christmas tree. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do another line shift here in a minute, Dave. Thank you for being the newest member of full time now. Um, thanks for being a part of this and being a part of the hundredth episode. And I know you just came on recently, but you're a big part of what we do now and, and what you do online for us. And the, the sign behind me right here that you did for me is fabulous. So thank you. We're going to, we're going to do some uh, nostalgia things here. We're going to bring back one of our old hosts who, who hasn't been around for a while. So I'm going to bring him on here in a few, but thank you again. And can't wait to see where we go on the way to 200. Of course. All right. Yeah. It's, it's awesome being on here and, you know, I, I really appreciate it. It's I joined Twitter never imagined myself being on a podcast after joining it. Cause I was late to the game, but you know, yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm excited for the future here and I'm congratulations on a hundred episodes. I mean, I'm new here, so nope. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a mortal amongst gods when it comes to star oh, Wars yeah. knowledge for you guys. So, okay. <laughs> well, My buddy again. told me he's just like, He's like, you know what? He's like, you're pretty good for that podcast because he's like, those guys know a lot more about Star Wars than you do. <laughs> he's like, you bounce it out a little bit. <laughs> well, we appreciate it, man. Thanks he's like, so I'm much. not saying you don't know enough, but he's like, they know more than you. I was like, I know. <laughs> well, you bring a lot to the table. We, All right, we guys. We to see where it goes. Thanks. All right. Fun as always. Later. Talk to you. And uh, hey, we didn't get a chance to say much to Brent Dykeman there because we were going on our toy binge that we usually go on. Brent. How are you? One of our mainstays as a co-host on the show. How you doing? Welcome to Show 100. We appreciate you being here. I'm doing great, and um, I'm honored to be on with the Steve Glosson, and so I can actually uh, physically see him, even though we're at a distance. Um, I've listened to all of the episodes that he's been on with you, so I'm I'm w- wanting to be entertained. And all I can say is, toy mania and the toy five <laughs> to collect has been lost on me. Hmm. However, yeah, wait, Steve, he's going to drop the other (laughs) shoe now. (laughs) However, it was because of this toy search that led me into my star Wars Legion passion and where I'm at now. So Steve, do you know anything about Legion? I don't. Is that the miniature game? It is the miniature game. It is like the Warhammer. It is the um, one inch and a half where you actually have to paint up your characters So what happened was Joe, while he was on his, um, his binge, his drive, looking and hunting during COVID, I was bored. So I started searching the internet for Star Wars toys 
and I just kept coming to Star Wars Legion, and then I watched a couple commercials, and then I watched some of the battle reports of people playing the game, and I'm totally hooked on this game. So Boy. that's so that passion of like the hunt, I get it because I try to get every new product that comes out. There's there's about thirty different communities that I'm a part of on social media, all about Legion. Like it is, but it's a it's a three dimensional chess game with Star Wars figures. So it's just like when we were kids throwing and using our figures around in the backyard and thinking, hey, Vader's going to force choke you and you're going to die. You can do that. You can say, I force choke you and one of the units dies. Um, you can say that, uh, I mean, Nick shakes his head because he actually played it and it was so cool. Like you live that giddy of like swinging the lightsaber and cutting through and slicing through three or four different people in one swipe with a roll of the dice. So Steve, I, I, I've listened to you a lot and I hear the passion you bring to things and his Brent's passion for Legion is like your passion. When, when you're putting the right Cape on Dr. Strange (laughs) and have the wire that like, he's the same way he, And I, I look, I'm like, I hope Steve never gets into Star Wars Legion because <laughs> he'll never, yeah, he'll never be able to get out of that hole right there. The cool so. thing is you can paint them up in whatever scheme you want to, right? So they have shore troopers. <laughs> that's that's where I that's where I lose that's where you lose me. I got you. But- <laughs> this is why I was shaking my head at you. Not because it's not awesome, because to quote Alfie, if you ever pick up something from Star Wars Legions, set it down, down and turn walk around away. and walk away and don't get involved because you will be hooked. Because it's true. I was a I was a naysayer and then we got together and we played and like two and a half hours later I like came up for air and I was like, This is awesome. I can totally see myself getting <laughs> something. It has to be easier to store than than like your big figures though and everything. So I have now because I've collected so many of them, I now have a four foot tall toolbox that I've layered with aluminum and magnetized my minis so I can transport them all. It's about a four foot tall case. Let me tell you something, Brent. You make me so happy. You make me so very happy because I'm going to tell you, I I'm the I have been in my life the same way with a three and three quarter inch. Right. I I've someone turned me on to like fishing tackle boxes. Mm-hmm. Quarter inch, and I mean I had a stack that was so I was I would go to to the store just to buy fishing tackle boxes just to store my figures in yeah and 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 pile them up and so as I was selling off a few the other week um I came across this whole thing of 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 all these things and I'm just popping things up I'm like I forgot I had this I forgot I had this and I and I even thought to myself you know I should really get one of those toolboxes that you know that just that you know the tool stands basically with all the drawers yeah. and stuff in it yeah but no, I listen. I, the painting is what would throw me off because yeah. I don't have. That's an ability I don't have. Well, all I was gonna say was with that is you can. So what I've done with my shore troopers is I have one unit in the basic like tan and the the traditional colors. Then I watched Mandalorian season two with the uniforms were the basic shore troopers, right. but they were more all gray. And then I've seen some other people paint the shore troopers up like the tank pilots from Rogue One, which is like the all white. So like there's there's so much that you can do within the canon, and I have an Imperial Royal Guard that's red, and then I also have a blue one because of the Senate Royal Guard from I think it's Episode Two and Episode Three, because um, they just make a glimpse in there that were Palpatine. So I have a blue and a red one. Yeah. So 
Anyways, I'll get off of my soapbox. No, you're good. I, I you're good. It, that that's the kind of stuff I love. Like now, I want to know how do you play the game? Like, oh what, no, it, you, you don't want to know. <laughs> Are we talking like? Is it almost like a role playing game where you mm -hmm. have so many hit points, so many experience? Points? So there's no experience points, but each character has its own health, and then yep. you roll dice to try to take away that health. Gotcha. But but it's also objective based, so you have to accomplish an object objective. So the rebels like to run and hide and accomplish right. the objectives where the empire wants to hunt down and kill and then accomplish the objectives afterwards. Right. They also have the clones and the droids that have different. Um, so those are the factions that they have. And they just had an announcement that they're going to put the Pike syndicate in um, the shadow collective. Uh, Maul is going to be a commander for that. They're going to put swoop bikes in from shadows of the empire. Um, and all of that stuff should be coming in like 2022, 2023. Really cool. Really mm. cool. I may have to kind of look into some of that. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, so I don't know. I think we're doing fine. I'm seeing live. I'm seeing that we're good on the broadcast is going, all that. But Vinny, it looks like now, is trying to hop on. Um, yeah, so, uh, oh, they were, okay. Yeah, so Willie, Willie, here, ready? Here, Willie. Steve just hit his slippery slope. Ha -ha. Well, here's here's the thing I realized about myself, because here's what I'm into right now. Like, obviously, I've gotten back into – I got into Marvel Legends 1, and I loved them. I thought they were awesome, um, and and I just kind of fell out of that and decided, you know what, I'm going to focus in on Star Wars and, and kind of stuck with Star Wars until um, recent – really kind of recently, about three years ago, they, they did a Fantastic Four set that was exclusive to Walgreens with the Marvel Legends, and I'm like, well, I'm back in. I'm back, baby. And um, next thing I know, I'm collecting Marvel Legends like a madman. I have to pull back on the Star Wars. Well, now something has happened where I've stumbled back into comics. Mm -hmm. And and so I'm trying to go back and get some old runs completed. I'm, I'm thinking about some project I can do on my podcast with some comic stuff and that sort of thing. And and what I discovered is, is like I watched a video where a dude cleaned and pressed a comic. Like he had an old comic and he went through this cleaning process with it. And then he put it on like this heat press, you know, and gently press it. And I'm like, well, this is new. This is, And so what I, and then I realized what I do oh, is God. I decide I'm going to go something and I go whole hog for about six to eight weeks. And then I'm like, no, all right, what's next? What's next? So I think I'm going to customize. I think I'm going to build dioramas. I think I'm going to start up a proper YouTube channel. I think I'm going to become a comic book collector extraordinaire. But then I'll turn back around. I'll be like, new vintage wave of Star Wars. All right. Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm an ADHD hobbyist. And so with something like that, it'd be like, yeah, let's play a game. Like here in my mind right now, Brent, this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, Brent, I got to have you on. What we need to do is I need to amass oh. an army. And we need to do on YouTube uh, a whole deal where we play a game and we set up like a webcam on the boards and that sort of thing. And and now I'm like, how would I work that out? How would I work that out? And but need to come I to know Indy. I'm never going to do it though. That's we, the thing we, is I know I'm never going to do it. Come to Indy, we'll all do it together. We, you and Gloss, you and Rife, and make a road. We'll get oh, Adam yeah, right I'm going like, to get a car with Glosson and go with him. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I want to spend all this time with Glosson all the way up there. It's ridiculous. All right. Uh, so <laughs> I want to keep us on Star Wars for a little while. So because we, we, we bounce, we bounce. Uh, Steve likes to take the train off things to do. And now Brent did with Legions. Brent. That's Star Wars. <laughs> we're talking Star Wars. Okay. All right. So I'll tell you, we'll, we'll go this way. We'll go this way. Brent. 
you you brought to the table. Legions is kind of your thing that mm-hmm. the movies are good, the shows are good, but what really keeps you locked ah. in is is would you say Legions War or you just you the visual stuff keeps you locked in? Yeah, like I like the I like all of the visual and all of that stuff that I watch. Say what? it. Do it. I'm a visual guy. Do it. One hundred percent. Like I'm going to, I'm going to spend. If I'm gonna spend my time, I'm gonna watch a TV show, a cartoon, a Disney Plus show, or a movie, or paint my Star Wars figures, or play my game. Yep. Those are the like I, I will now dabble in the Audible, but yeah. I the expanded universe is not something that is where i was at however i did play some battlefront 2 and i think our our new co-host would probably be the expert in the video game world yeah who so, dave no I, isn't Vinny? Vinny. It's, oh Vinny, who's i keep trying to message him i'm not hearing him hello there oh i hear hello him there. hi Vinny. how you doing good how are all of you good good doing well sir how are you Hey, so for our listeners, our viewers, and for Steve, this is Vinny Smith. Vinny Smith is one of the original crew, and being our 100th, it's like it's like a high school reunion. We wanted to have him back real quick and check in on him. Vinny, how are things going? What you've been doing anything Star Wars recently? Unfortunately, no. I've been kind of a bad Star Wars fan. <laughs> Haven't had a chance to even watch the Bad Batch. I need to actually catch up on Clone Wars before I even watch the Bad Batch. So. That's why I feel like I've been dishonoring to the show and haven't been on because it's like, well, I haven't even been keeping up, so I can't, I, I can't even disservice the show by being on there without even knowing anything. Vinny, it sounds like to me you have what we all like to call a life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I work what? for a startup, so if that says anything about my work schedule. Yeah, wow. yeah. But you've been getting your gambling in, right? You've been doing some uh, playing, playing the what do you what do you play again? Craps. Perhaps, yeah. Unfortunately, no. Haven't even been gambling. So. Oh man, you are busy. Was in, was in Vegas early August. Didn't even gamble. So. Wow. Like that, so. And you're heading to Vegas again soon, right? Yeah, in a couple of weeks. Okay, everything. Look, I, I didn't want to keep you. I just wanted to make sure you you hopped on, and okay. and uh, and say hey, because we we miss you. And anytime, anytime you want to come back and and talk about hey, did you see that Knights of the Old Republic is coming out, uh, updated version? I did, yes. I, I did see that they're going to update that game. So that's so. Uh, I, I think I think uh, you might be somebody who we need to have uh, come on and walk us through that because you know me, I'm not the gamer guy. So uh, Alfie wanted to ask you something real quick. I think. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Uh, since the last time we talked, uh, did you play Squadrons, and what did you think? Yeah. I once again, I'm a bad fan. I played Squadrons, and then I stopped playing like on the last mission. So I don't know what happened. I I mean. Call of Duty kind of sucked up my whole life into that gaming world, but I i mean, I really enjoy Squadrons. I stare at it every time I play Call of Duty, and, you know, whenever I have time, I, I go, I'm, I need to play that and actually beat that game. But it's an amazing game. It makes you really feel like you're, you're actually flying, in the, and it's it's very difficult to play, but I imagine that's how hard it is to actually fly an actual X-Wing. Yeah, I thought it was, too. Yeah, to be fair, that was maybe the hardest video game I've ever played, and... Yep. I was so bad at it that I don't think I made it past the second or third mission. Like I stopped playing because I was like, I hate that I'm this bad at something that I love. I got to be done with this. I'm that's done. why. I, that's why I just watch people like Vinny. I don't even play them. I just Did sit back and watch. Did you guys ever play Super Empire Strikes Back for the Super Nintendo? Yes. That's yep. That was pretty hard. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I struggled with that one. <laughs> I hopped into Battlefront 2 uh, about a week ago, and then they're, the people are so good in that game, I hopped right back out. So yep. not yeah, going to even close that realm. Well, man, no worries. Well, I'll tell you what. Hey, we're, we're just bouncing around here. We're going to finish up. I, I didn't want to keep you. Like I said, I just wanted to have you in this time slot. Make sure we, we caught up. And anytime you want to come back, talk Star Wars, talk uh, talk gaming, any of that stuff at all, you're welcome back. You just you just hit me up, and we'll have you back. But I know people would ask me, where where is Vinny? And I said, hey, Vinny's, Vinny's busy. You know, he I know you like him on there, but he's busy, and he's our dark side guy who, who, yeah. loves, uh, who loves the Empire. So a page out of Palpatine's playbook. You know, you got to disappear for a long period of time, build yourself back up. <laughs> so I was like, well, you know, we'll take a break and then I'll come back for the 100th episode. Hey, like, Joe, congrats on the 100th, 100th episode, Joe. That's amazing. You know, congrats to all you guys as well. Thank you. You go away and you come back when it makes no sense whatsoever. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, brother. Well, hey, you take care. Thanks for stopping by. And we will we'll chat here real soon. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll meet up soon. I haven't seen you yeah. in a while. Talk to you guys later. Happy 100th. See Thanks, you, Vinny. Vinny right, um, is a good man, and uh, he, he came on the first few times, and like Alfie said, I, I thought this was like we're going to do this once. I didn't know you are going to keep doing this. Go ahead, Brent. So I got a question. I think it popped up twice, and Dave, when he brought his helmets out, made me think about this, or at least uh, made me think about the question. Favorite helmets from the Star Wars universe? I think somebody, one of the fans, asked that as a about question. Steve, yeah. And then asked. Ask I mean, I just want to know top three. I mean, we did top three. I jumped in when you guys were talking top three Jedi and Sith. But give me three helmets from the Star Wars universe that make your top three. Uh, Alfie, I'll let you start. Starting with three, ooh, probably Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, Boba Fett. All right. Nick, you. Uh, Dave. Uh, Boba Fett, Darth Vader. Really? Mr. Mr. Steve Lawson, so three Darth favorite Vader. helmets. So Darth Vader counts as a helmet then? <laughs> yeah, we'll let it count as a helmet. I sure All hope right. so. No, that's fine. That's fine. I just, I'm just trying to get the parameters. I'm looking around at the different stuff to see. I mean, I think you got to throw Vader in there because he's iconic, and I, I do love that look. I, I really do. I, I think, for me, the classic, classic Stormtrooper, maybe AT-AT driver on a variation on that. Mm. Um, and then the Royal Guard, the red. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. that's. Uh, that, in fact, I think of, of the looks in Star Wars, the Royal Guard is one of those that I just... I was telling my wife the other day, it's one of my favorite things visually from Star Wars. And, and I think it's because, as a kid, all of those toys were mostly in grays and whites and blacks, you know, very... And then here's that pop of red. You know, from that, from that guard. You know that all these earth tones and the whites, and blacks, and then boom, just a bright red guard. And it's like, what are they doing? Why would they wear that if they're supposed to be an elite guard? Because they're that awesome. I, I actually liked what they did with the Praetorian guard in the sequel trilogy. They kind of updated it and threw a little bit yeah. of armor on it. However, I truly liked the royal guard way better. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was something about like that velvet cape that was just amazing. Like I, that's what the and the red like I don't know the helmet the red helmet the way it sat on their heads. Um, I'm a huge fan of the scout trooper helmet, which is one of the ones that that's, Dave pulled out. Yeah. Like I I really do like that, and I also like that there like you said the classic stormtrooper helmet. I kind of like the fact that 
it's almost as if it's like the Batman costume and everybody puts a little spin onto it. And you've seen this evolution of the Stormtrooper helmet over the course of the different properties as it's, as it's aged. So I would say the Scout Trooper would be up there. Um, I really like the broken Kylo Ren. If I'm going to go Kylo Ren, I like the one that had the red lines in it. Okay. Um, and then if you put Vader, and so I'm going to go away from Vader because I don't want to use him, but if you put Vader's face on anything, anyone in this world will recognize that as Darth Vader, whether a Star mm-hmm. Wars fan or not. That's what state, I mean, that is the, that is probably the most iconic thing from the Star Wars universe, I feel like. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any, like, I really did like the Shore Trooper helmet when it came out just because it was new, it was different, and it was one of those, it's like, wow, that's really cool re- restylization of the helmet. So I'll go kind of off the wall with the Scout Trooper, Snow Tro- or uh, um, the uh, Beach Trooper, can- Shore Trooper, and Kylo Ren's. How how cool how cool was that the the snow trooper and the shore trooper again just being, making variations, um I I will go um, um, three two one I'll go Captain Rex helmet three Scout trooper two Darth Vader one, so uh, D- Dave threw yeah. in from chat as we're reading the Death Troopers that that black Death Trooper helmet was pretty uh, that is pretty so sweet cool I can't believe yeah. I forgot that one that was such a good one Dave, um so yeah so. Um, you know, we got like 10 more minutes with you, Mr. Glosson. So again, I told everybody you need to be listening to this guy on geek, geek out loud, uh, podcast. It's fabulous. Makes you laugh. Talk star Wars, talks, Marvel, talks DC, a little bit of that. What, what's on, what's on your mind with star Wars? Cause some of these guys are going to be hanging around with me here for a few more minutes after you hop off. What, what, what? What brings you back to Star Wars? What's something that's on your mind on Star Wars? Give me, give me something Star Warsy out of the out of Mister Glosson here. You know, I've become I've become a Star Wars fogey. I've become an old Star Wars fogey, uh, and I admit it readily. It is, I have really over the past mm, probably nine months to a year, just kind of reveled in original trilogy. Mm-hmm. era stuff and things um with a with a real bent toward return of the jedi return of the jedi is kind of my my favorite of of the star wars movies um even though we have multiple books that take place after return of the jedi and even though we have uh multiple uh now movies and and media things that take place <clears throat> i just to me to me it's always like this perfect ending was jedi like everything was going to be okay and and i and i maybe that's part of my issue with some of the sequel trilogy stuff is that everything wasn't okay and it was and it wasn't okay to the point that it was just absolutely messed up beyond all recognition but um but i i've really been kind of digging on that you know hasbro has put out some of these vintage wave figures that are very much from that era you know the Mm -hmm. and seeing those cards just takes me back and and um it, with, with some of the waves that have come out lately and and so that's kind of where that's kind of where i'm at i've not watched i've watched maybe an episode of the bad batch and and i just kind of had it on peripherally i haven't really kept up with that um i, I love the mandalorian and i think what i loved most about mandalorian was the fact that you know for several years there was this narrative out there that luke it's almost like they tried to make Luke not matter anymore. Like mm-hmm. there was, there was a certain sect of fandom and, and even, even it seemed like from the creator it didn't matter anymore. And to watch after the season two finale of Mandalorian, 
I don't like reaction videos, but I kept getting shared with these videos, these reaction videos, and then finally see this super cut of all of these reaction videos to that moment at the end of Mandalorian when Luke shows up and everybody said the same two words, almost in unison, almost at the exact same time. It's Luke. And, and I was just like, as I'm watching and I see everyone have the exact same reaction because there was that moment when the, the X-Wing goes by and they're like, here comes an X-Wing. And you're like, oh, is that Dave Jones or that stuff? You know, or not Dave Jones, Dave Filoni or Dave Jones. Hey, Dave Jones, shout out to you, buddy. Uh, is that Dave Filoni's character? Or is that someone else? And then, you know, here comes the Jedi and, they, and, and you see him first on the monitor, kind of black and white. And you're like, was well, that a green blade? It is a green blade, but you don't really get to see the hilt. Mm -hmm. And then you see the gloved hand and you're like, it could be, it could be, it could be. And then, you know, well, actually when I saw the gloved hand, I'm like, that's Luke. That's definitely Luke. You know, but you, every, they did this great kind of slow reveal of like, because it's something that I don't think anyone ever thought would take place. And so for him to show up, for him to be there and for him to get his moment, the same moment that Darth Vader got at the end of Rogue One, Luke got at the end of the Mandalorian series season two. And it was, and to me, it's everything that kids like me wanted from Luke was just to walk in and be the guy, you know, to be the man. And he was, and, and I thought it was set up so perfectly because the Mandalorian had such a hard time with that one death trooper. Like he, it, it was by luck that he actually got rid of him. And so then they're all there. They're all outside the door pounding to get in. And it is all but over. Every all hope is lost, and here comes the new hope. You know, here comes Luke. And I think that what Filoni and Favreau did in those moments was just remind everyone this is who you loved. Whether you know whether you were a Han Solo guy or a Luke Skywalker guy, you loved Luke regardless. Whether you were a well, you know, what? no matter what kind of fan you were, you always believed in Luke. You always loved Luke. And and, and this was to remind us all <clears throat> that there he is. And I and, and to me, it's it's for those moments that I keep coming back now. Because there was a time where those moments may be gone. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, there was a moment, there was a time for a little while there where I thought fans have messed this thing up people have have taken this thing and hijacked it and made it something that it never really was i don't know that this is my life anymore i don't know that this is my fandom anymore and then in that moment i was like yes it is this is you know because it's luke and so that's kind of you know that's to me that's what brings back and and like dude the um let me see if i can grab it over here like when this guy came back out on this vintage car and i'm like mm. yeah i'll take that luke skywalker on it and i love that his helmet doesn't come off like a lot of people are complaining, like, well, his helmet doesn't come off. Well, neither did the, uh, the the original one. Leia's helmet came off, but Luke's didn't, you know. But he had his poncho and and um and I I got you know and so I've got to get him open and put him in my little you know scout vehicle that I need the gun for and all that good stuff uh. and just you know I, it and it's stuff like that when I see little things like like those cards and everything I'm like yeah you know I still I still love it I'm still there. You know, I might be focusing my attention somewhere else right now, but my ADHD hobbying will come back around because I still have a wall full of, you know, um, vintage collection figures right over here. You know, I, I still, it, they're not gone. It's still there. Go ahead, Brent. Go ahead, Brent. Steve, did you watch the gallery episode 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you saw how much reverence they had for building that scene yes. and how, how much care they put into yep. what you, like everything you're talking about, Filoni and Favreau and the director, I can't think of his name right now off the top of my head. Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed. They put so much care, love, and attention to make sure that it was that way. Yep. So like the like they were fans just like you. I just if I if you hadn't seen it, I was sure. gonna recommend go and watch well, it. And see, and I knew and I knew from the Clone Wars days that Filoni was. I you know, I listened to Rebel Force Radio and, and Filoni that was the first time he got out in public was with those guys over on Rebel mm -hmm. Force Radio, the podcast there and and uh previously the Force cast. And he, you know, that's where fans really got to know him and find out, you know, this is a dude that you know, the celebration prior to the announcement of the Clone Wars was um, was dressed up as Plo Koon at celebration as a fan, <laughs> you know, like like this is a guy who gets it and he gets fandom and, and because he sat at the feet of George Lucas to learn how to make Star Wars, he gets what it takes to make good Star Wars. And and as much as it is a business, and we can never forget the business of show business there's a reason that star Wars has been successful and is an evergreen property. And it's not because, you know, I don't want to ruin your hundredth episode celebration. You're right. Not because we lean into a certain sect of fandom. It's because George Lucas put story above all else. I remember the complaining and the, and the cries and everything else that came about with the prequels. But I also remember how, People were still walking away, loving Darth Maul, loving the Williams score, loving the fact that Yoda, you know, broke out his lightsaber and, and went nuts, loving Revenge of the Sith. I remember how much for all the complaining that people did about those prequels, they still came away loving that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I think that that's kind of the magic of Star Wars when it's done well is you will have people that don't like some stuff. But if you're true to the story <laughs> above all else. You're not necessarily trying to do fan service. You're not necessarily trying to uh, please a certain time in, in history. or any, you're, you're just saying, here is the story of Star Wars, and here is the myth. Let it, let's expand on the mythology of it all. Then I, 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 think, it, I think that it can be evergreen, you know. But um, right now I feel like it's kind of a tale of two Lucasfilms as far as Star <laughs> Wars goes. I really do, you know. I, I feel like the original visionary not being there um, – has left a void and it's tried to be filled with people that have their own agendas above that story. And then people who know how to tell that story. And I do feel like there's some tension within Lucasfilm itself. And I hope that gets resolved for the better. You know, I really yeah. do. But, um, but ultimately, you know, there's enough good about it that continues to kind of just keep me there. Just keep me hanging, keep me able to be on podcasts like this. Well, hey, we will, and like I said, you were one of the gentlemen who brought me into this and made me want to do this, so I can't thank you enough. It's always a pleasure of mine to to take time to speak with you and to hear your thoughts, and I think you encap encapsulated a lot of stuff very well there with, with your thoughts, and that's why I wanted to have you on. I wanted to give you time to talk a little Star Wars and and, and be a part of what we do and, and for being a part of our, our 100th episode, so thank you so much. Um, Thanks for being a part of it, and, guys, and yeah. we'll connect soon, and I'll get yes, you connected sir. to Brent so you guys can start playing Star Wars Legion. <laughs> and, yeah. and, Don't do that to me or my wife. Thanks so much, Steve. Thank we'll you, talk to you guys. later, man. Happy Be good. Fellas, thank you so much. You got it. Thanks. We'll see Bye-bye. Hey, 
we're gonna add two fun fun crazy people here hey there's t-bob yo what up boys alfie nick bring how you doing you're having me back and there's the brother from the mother tony (laughs) my little brother tony what's up big joe oh Oh, wow wait is this another molinero here this this my little brother oh man nice dude hell yeah nice to meet you tony super friends tonight man this is amazing (laughs) it is star wars super friends yes we finally find a way to get T-Bob on at the right time. Yeah, I, I finally figured out time zones. I know, I know. Oh, finally, this time after last time just, it happened, just go for a couple hours and T-Bob will hop in. This time's a charm. Wait, Brent, so we we I, so we've always talked about Star Wars Legion here. Um, yeah, we have to pick your brain. So when you actually play, like, who is your favorite force or army <laughs> to play with? So. This is such a great question because I have all four factions because I try to get as many people into it as I possibly can, right? So, because I knew that I was going to have to teach people how to play. Tony's actually played. Yep. Joe's played, and so is Nick. I need to get Alfie on the table. No. I can't believe Alfie hasn't played it yet. And I say that, and I can't believe that because, Alfie, you would get really into it if you did play it. That's so, exactly why I've never played it. Would like, 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 hey, yeah. hey, kid, come over here. You want to take a look at this? You want to smoke some, some chronic? Yeah. <laughs> he just got so, miniatures. <laughs> I got some death sticks. I got some death sticks. Yeah. So, right now, um, the Republic is – they're dropping the, what they call the Kashyyyk wave of Legion. So the Republic is getting Wookiees. So I'm playing the Republic faction with Wookiees. Yeah. Wow. So I'm very jealous, dude. That sounds incredible. So that's kind it, of my rabbit favorite. holes. We we yeah. we like to be Brent's release to the public of letting him let all this Legion stuff out. Like he, yeah. he <laughs> But you can play Cassian K2 and Chewie yeah. and Han on the same team and they like they work together so well. Okay. I learned my lesson with Funkos, man. I'm not starting something else out. <laughs> I think I'll teach you the game. I just I have the toys. He, yeah, he has all toys. He just gotta show up. I mean, that is so freaking rare to have someone who has terrain, painted miniatures, just everything ready to go. That is a blessing. Oh my god. Yeah. Alfie, you just leave your wallet in the car when you come to play. Look at that. The day I got, I, got I walked into Hot Topic with my wife, and the guy watched me walk through the door and said, "Hey, Alfie." I got your order put aside in the back. That's waiting on you. <laughs> Today I knew I had a problem. Yeah, well, we all have a problem. Um, yeah, Joe, how's your Black Series addiction going? You know, I've been able to I've been able to pace myself. Okay. I have. I've been okay. able to pace myself. Um, I'm really working on that, and um, I, I've, I'm taking Alfie and Steve Glosson's approach to it. Of I'm going to stick with a few characters um because getting all the stuff is just it's painful it's expensive and yeah i don't i don't need all that action and and honestly work's been so crazy and i'm trying to make it to where my wife and i go to italy next year if they ever let people do all that kind of stuff again and um so i'm going to focus my time and and money (laughs) on those things because you know it's yeah you 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 opened one though right i did i did i opened well I opened, uh, yeah, this was, this is my like holy grail right here. The one I was, yeah, the, uh, oh, wow. Kenobi, that is six sweet. inch. He comes with, they even come with a stand, man. I mean, they got I a know. stand, wow. um, but in the clone armor, but it's, 
I mean, it's just completely incredible. But the only reason I opened him is because I have another one. So <laughs> <laughs> wait, Don't why does that one come with the stand? This this was the the Black Series from a few years ago from Walgreens, I think, exclusive. And then the one from Target exclusive does not come with a stand. And then here's Jackson the Rabbit from the Marvel Comics six inch. So wow, um, beautiful. Yeah, Tony. Uh, so good to have you back. One of the original cast members, who your brother, uh, little baby brother, and I. I like we always yeah, talk. Man. I tried to raise you and Joey in Star Wars. How have you been? Have you been doing anything Star Wars with your little kids or anything like that at all? Uh, I've been great, man. Thanks for asking. Um, Wes is still not on the Star Wars train. I did uh, turn on um, Bad Batch and let him watch that, but uh, the violence, his eyes got a little too big when the violence came. So I said, you know what? We'll wait a couple more years. He just turned four, so I'm I'm going to pace him. Okay. Um, I did two nights ago. I just watched, I, I, I've never seen it. I watched Fanboys. Oh, oh so great. Joe. I've I've been doing it this high school though. I love it. I've never seen it. I really, really enjoyed it, obviously. And uh, I didn't know how many like stars. I guess they're not like big stars, but they're big names, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize how how uh, how set the cast was. So yeah. So that's what I've been up to. But yeah. Yeah. We need to do a viewing party of that and do a commentary along with it because that would be hilarious. The amount of stuff that's in there is great. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie. Yes. It's probably like 15 years now, dude. That's crazy. And you're right, Tony. I mean, there's some not only actors in the main crew that are big, but then the the stars they brought in from Star Wars and Star Trek to be a part of it were huge as well. So um, so that's good. Well, we're just kind of bouncing around. It's it's free-spirited here. T-Bob and you show up at the same time. For everybody not not knowing and just watching or listening, T-Bob is our friend from Louisiana. He and Joey are very good friends and met each other with Joey's crazy impressions. And he's down there in Baton Rouge. Everything's weather. Everything's right with the weather, right? Yeah, we're good, man. And uh, actually, it's a little rainy. Tropical storms rolling in, I think. But uh, Joey's coming to town this weekend. That's so what I said. the first right. time in real life, I think me and Joey are going to get to hang out, get to tailgate a little bit. It's going to be a good time. Man, I I begged him to go on that trip, and I love my son, but he wanted to take his wife along with him. I don't know how that worked out, but I can guarantee you the next time he comes down to LSU, I'm I'm there with him. Or if we talk you into a Legion Star Wars party in Indianapolis, I'll get you up here. So I mean, is is Gen Con still this weekend? Year after year, it's this This weekend. This weekend. Yeah, See, that's the problem. It's always during football season. Like I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm one day gonna have to just like build up enough capital where I'm like can skip a game. Be like, look, y'all, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go to Gen Con. I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. I, I think we buried a lead here with our friend T Bob because yeah. there was a massive Twitter uh, reference and um, Star Wars related comment that our friend T Bob was a part of, and I just want to know from your personal perspective. How did it? Oh yeah. How did it feel to get oh. commented back Oof. from the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Hamill? That, that was incredible. Yeah. I was okay, so, for, for yeah. The, okay. So for those that don't know, I went to um. Okay, so I I, I work in sports radio, so I went to uh, Los Angeles to cover the LSU UCLA game. Else, you got their ass kicked. That was surprising, but whatever. Um, it was all worth it because, uh, that Friday I'm randomly in some shop and I see some other guy from Baton Rouge and he asked me if I'm going to the John Williams concert. I'm like, what John Williams? And I had family out there. Um, turns out John Williams was conducting the LA symphony at the Hollywood bowl 
right mm-hmm. by my hotel. And I was supposed to hang out with my family that lives out in California that night, my sister, their kids and everything. And I called them and I was like, hey, sorry, y'all. Uh, I'm out. Uh, I mean, I, you know, this is like a once in a life thing. I got to do it. So I immediately scooped tickets. Me and my uh, buddy that was with me, I'm producer buddy. We went to uh, this bar off of Hollywood Boulevard called Scum and Villainy. Oh, it's yeah, uh, a recreation yeah. of the cantina. I think it's where like Kevin Smith, they said, films his, or does his podcast sometimes. Yeah. The, so, they're friends, so, that guy's friends with uh, Rebel Force Radio, Jimmy and Jason on Rebel Force Radio. Okay, so we, went, shows. we went to Scum and Villainy, had some drinks there, and then we're going to John Williams and Hollywood Bowl. It's like a mile and a half away, and I'm an idiot. And I'm like, oh, I figure we get Uber like 30 minutes before, right? Hell no, fucking traffic. So I was like, <laughs> we got to go, dude. We can't be late. I made this guy with me who's not a big Star Wars fan. I made him hike a mile and a half straight uphill in about – 30 minutes to make it to the gate on time and we were huffing but we made it dude made it sat down watched john williams it was unbelievable parks i want to remember right? i like film myself like kind of just enjoying it and it's like 10 second video or whatever but i look really happy because i was it was like a i'm happy i did this where i died memory and somebody tagged mark hamill in the video and then he responded and was like uh nothing quite like seeing john williams live is it t-bob or something with the heart emoji and i was like freaking out dude i was like having, <laughs> I actually it was weird it's one of those things where it, was, it, it sounds so stupid and it is or whatever right but like it's one of those things where i felt like it was like but in a positive way like the eye of sauron had like looked at me, right? like, just, like the like like the, its gaze and just like luke's gaze had fallen upon me and i was like what do i say what do i say and i was like freaking out and 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 my i think my response is like a little overly crafted and cheesy but yes it, i mean the night made my life and then the absolute cherry on top was mark friggin hamill tweeting me so it was uh yeah, it was it was amazing. It was, it was just like I, I told my family, I was like, "Look, I'm sorry, I bailed on y'all, but I'm legitimately happy that I did this before I died. I got very lucky." Yeah, it, I'm sorry, but I'm not that sorry. Yeah, I mean, I guess essentially, yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, Joey sends me a text, and he's like, "F and T Bob," and I'm like, "What?" I go to Twitter, and I'm like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" So I send him a message immediately. I didn't know he was in L. I didn't even know what was going on, and I just sent him like. Are you kidding me? Mark Hamill reach out to you, and he's like, "Dude, he's like, I am beside myself." So Tony, real quick, when did Mark reach out to you? Just, just kidding. I'm just. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. I was like, Tony, leave it, <laughs> leave it to the older brother. I was about to say that's a classic older brother move right there, dude. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Oh and my god. That's great. Mark Hamill after the podcast where we talked about the Vuzon Vong. Yes. Yeah, that, that was, could have been he, oh, yeah. Tony to, he told Tony to cool it. He said yeah. cool it. <laughs> Tony that, his, that, yeah. that might be one of my top ten favorite moments because <laughs> I thought he was being completely serious. Oh no. Uh, oh no. No. We were just joking on the naming of the Yuzong Vong. But <laughs> What is the Yuzong Vong? What are we talking about? It's a Star oh, Wars thing. Thank God. Thing. Thank God to you. We've opened Pandora's box. Here we go. I'm not the only one that didn't know. <laughs> Brent's going to have you playing Star Wars Legion, and we're going to have you reading Star Wars books. So, mm, is, is, this, is, this old, is this the new series? Yeah. Is this from no, no, is it no, Old Republic? Oh, this is, this is, uh, oh, this is like Legends. This is like yeah, no longer yeah. canon stuff. This okay. is when Star oh, yeah. Wars departed from like classic reality? Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. reality. Well, it was totally this, this is when they jumped the shark, you're saying, essentially? Yeah. It was interesting. Bond. It was a good, good storyline. Honestly, it might have mixed in well with the sequel trilogy if they would have done that. 
profitable. I think it could have been better than some of the sequel trilogy. And you, I know I'm going to catch flack for that, yeah, but, but that's where I see. Hey, wait, did you all see the new episode of Gallery that dropped oh, on Disney gosh, Plus? Yeah. Yes. I, you know what? Oh. I'm going to let Alfie lead the way on that. Alfie, you oh. were the leader of that. What What did you think of Star Wars Gallery with Luke? We talked about it. And well, Steve was just hitting on it. Luke is, it, it was Luke, right? I mean, it just drew yeah. you in. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's not much you can say except it was freaking Luke Skywalker. And seeing that everybody who worked on it had the same thought, this is freaking Luke Skywalker. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Is Incredible. is is Plo Koon's greatest uh, contribution to Star Wars serving as the 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 kind of secret Luke just to make sure that they could kind of write the script and like have art and stuff out there? No, 100%. no, he's the one who found Ahsoka. He did. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm dude. sorry. I'm sorry. I really like that. I really yeah. like that. He, Is that from the original Clone Wars movie? Uh, uh the it's series. From like it's from the series, the Clone Wars series, but I don't know. Series. Where at in the series? I'm not a Clone Wars expert, Damn, but yeah. Work out, Plo he, Never mind. He was responsible for finding Ahsoka and bringing her to the temple. Yeah. Yes. That's Which like season two or three. Which most people would say that that would be the greatest Jedi ever, right? Because Dave Filoni even said that she was better than Luke. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dave, Dave's absolutely right there, and I think we've talked about that as well. I know, I know, we have on the Four Mandalore pod, but like anybody in the original trilogy, I guess, save for Vader and the Emperor, like any 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 new forces. So I guess essentially Luke, as powerful as they are. I do wonder how they stack up against someone like Ahsoka, who's literally spent her entire life fighting, right? Just yeah. her entire life in a constant state of warfare. Like her, her knives are so sharp. She maybe she's not as force powerful as someone like Luke, but she's definitely got to be a better duelist. She is a bad mamma jamma. I can tell you that. That's one of that's one of the reasons why she's one of my top five characters of all time. So that's kind of weird that. She's in that mix there, being a guy who watched it as a six-year-old in 1977. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I'll tell you what. Alfie, Nick, Brent, do you have any questions for these two that – I know we talked about the gallery there. Any questions? We got, we got like, 15 minutes left. Uh, Star Wars Visions. I think this I think this group uh so T Bob, mm -hmm. we talked about it I think one of the last times that you came on. Yeah. But I don't think the I don't think the trailers had dropped at that point. No. So so at this point, now you've I'm guessing you've watched the trailers. So yeah. and so tell me where hit me I mean I'm your... I'm 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 incredibly hyped. When, when, is it is it this month or next month? Are we like eleven days away? Am September I right? 22nd. Wrong? Something yeah. like that. Twenty second, um, one week. Oh, what uh yeah no i mean I'm, I'm 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 beyond excited i'm not like the biggest anime fan in that i have a few animes that i love right but i love anime animation i've watched a lot of random things that i've never finished or anything just because i love the animation right and so to see and i also love anthology type of series like have you all seen love death and robots on netflix um both those seasons are really good it's just different animation styles different stories every episode so I like taking a world that I love, right? And it's like a world that I love and then giving it off to artists and being like, okay, give me your interpretation of it. Um, I think a lot of great mythology kind of lends itself to that. And so I cannot wait to see what these different artists come up with, both visually and from a storytelling perspective. And we're, yeah, we're actually bringing back 
our pod, uh, the Four Mandalore podcast, which we normally know is about Mandalore. We're gonna bring that back for Visions, and then obviously, boys, we are so close to Book of Boba Fett. I mean, <laughs> damn. Come on, maybe we should talk damn. about that. Hold on, Tony, have you checked out anything to do with Visions? Have you seen the trailer, or you know anything oh, about yeah. it? Yeah, definitely. I'm super hyped too. Just like T Bob, I've 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 always kind of been distant from anime, I guess, in the past, but I've always like respected it. I'm I'm curious if people are listening or if maybe you guys like Visions is obviously gonna I'm really pumped for it, but I'm wondering if there's any other like I I, I wonder if there's any other prep that I can do to like wet my mm-hmm. whistle for like anime like this, but I, I, I don't know about prep, but there is a badass Star Wars yeah. Tie fighter anime on YouTube that's like five to seven minutes, really? where it's it's actually a look at the Empire and it's these Tie fighter pilots just doing work. Yeah. Dude. And then and then there's a dude up here. I like yeah. the uh, anime style uh, comic book series that was out. Oh really? I haven't seen that. Oh yeah, like a manga. Wasn't there a manga yeah. series? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, don't know, I again old school here. I don't know a lot of difference in that, but I remember seeing that come up that that people were really liking that series. It's okay, dude. I don't know how to read manga still to this day. <laughs> I feel oh, like there's that. my wife, Caleb. What's up, baby? <laughs> I feel like um, yeah, like I don't that. either. It's almost uh, like all right, so we talked about visions. Alfie or Nick, any other questions for Tony or for Book um, Above a Fett, man? Are you, you yeah, about that? that? I mean, I just rewatched the final scene of uh, season two the other day again, and of course, I teared up because how could I not tear up when Grogu and Din Djarin are saying goodbye to one another? Uh, but then I got hyped all over again because I saw Boba walk up in Jabba's palace and basically say, like, hey, there's a massive power void here, and I'm about to fill it. Right? I mean, I've, I've always thought his Jabba as, like, a great analog for – someone like Putin in Russia, right? A true galactic power, like a true world power that is essentially a criminal empire, like with this guy sitting on top. This is not just a a criminal in the way that we think of them as in the U.S. And I feel like when somebody like that goes away, obviously, like I said, massive power vacuum, it's chaos everywhere. And I feel like Boba's about to bring a little uh, order or at least a little power grab to the outer rim. And I'm really hyped to see that. I always saw him as like a kind of a Michael Corleone. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Not only is he a gangster, but uh, you know, throughout all the series, Vader went to him, the rebels went to him, asking for favors, asking for help. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I, I do like that. He was the Godfather. I mean, he made it through the Clone Wars, right? And right. the ori- the original trilogy until uh, until Jedi. So yeah, I mean, he was kind of the the. Michael Corleone, bad guy of that. Tony, have you checked out or thought any more on the Book of Boba Fett? Did you finish up Mando? You've watched all, both Mandos, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, this is kind of like I'm letting it sneak up on me because I don't want to hype it too much. Like, I don't want to set my expectations too high. I'm just going to let it, like, come at me and just be pleasantly surprised. But, yeah, I'm excited for it. Good. Nick, go ahead. I will say I just rewatched the last three episodes of Mando – excuse me, the last four episodes of Mando Season 2, starting with – the Jedi, and then going all the way through to the end. And that episode that Robert Rodriguez directed with Boba Fett, where he is just, like, demolishing people. And the attention to detail of, like, I was, I was re-watching with my dad and re-watching where, like, Boba Fett shoots the knee darts, you know. Yeah. And, and, like, literally yeah. I'm sitting there watching it the first time going, like, I have an encyclopedia, like a visual encyclopedia 
that has like one little line that points to like Boba Fett's knee that says like oh, knee darts. Yeah. And like you've never seen it before. But like he does it and I'm sitting there watching him like the freaking knee darts, like freaking out, going nuts. And my dad's like, what? And I'm like, no, no. Like I was I was eight again watching that episode of The Mandalorian. And I get so hyped thinking like if Robert Rodriguez is directing a bunch of these moving forward, kind of this, I know we talked about it on here before, but this grittier, you know, Star Wars underbelly side where you're seeing mm -hmm. some really deep cuts. I mean, like, like he didn't have to do the knee darts. He got his upper body armor, but he somehow got his knee pads back and he shoots him out and kills everybody. I, I don't know. I thought it was awesome. I'm well, how, how sick was too in the gallery making of a lot of the information there? Like, um, uh, I loved Rodriguez's little homemade kind yeah. of proof of concept thing he made with like toys and everything. It, it, it proves yeah. it really. I mean, you know, the big budget and everything, obviously that helps, but you can do like, you know, you, you can, you can be very creative with limited materials if, mm -hmm. if you just know how to shoot it and you just do it. And so I thought that was awesome. And yeah. then, um, who is, is it Tamar Morrison? How do you, who, who is, who yeah. plays Boba? Morrison. Yeah. Uh, yes. Listening to him talk about, uh, the Haka and how it literally means fire breath and working in a lot of those movements from the Haka into Boba's kind of like earth bending fire fighting style. It was just, um, it, it translated, it translated on screen and it worked perfectly i think i think um with looking at what disney plus is doing you know while i said marvel earlier i said marvel kind of filled that void a little bit when you know i needed some more on top of star wars for a little while marvel got to that point where it was that it's going to be the end of the universe or nothing right you, you know with the end game infinity war and all that but i see what's going on with disney plus and i think Fans out there don't always need that. We don't always need it to be every single superhero or every single rebel or everything. You know, that end scene of Rise of Skywalker is cool where all those ships come in behind Poe. But we don't need that in every movie or every show. We can go with this story of Boba Fett, of Ahsoka, of, you know, all these different things. And they can have heart and they can have grit and they can have story and family and all those kind of things and it's not oh if this doesn't happen oh everybody's gone right so i mean i i kind of like the way they're going with that I, yes will i want that sometime down the road sure i want good versus evil for the the whole shebang but i i like that we can get the smaller stories and they have meaning and and they're intense still so well i felt it was the great advantage of the mandalorian because they were finally freed of this idea of mm -hmm. good or evil like i understood yeah. all of mando's actions because they were solely to help get the child to where he believed the child belonged. And right. it was a relationship rooted in this like kind of parental love. And that's very, um, a lot of us, whether you have kids or not, you can identify with that. Right. And, 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 and also like, I mean, we, we talk about all this stuff so much. So I think we all understand this, but it's like when you watch all the star Wars and you kind of see how politicized the Jedi became and all of these things, like what is good versus evil, right? I mean, it's it's kind of a, like, what is Jedi versus Sith? It's kind of what Kylo was talking about in Last Jedi. And and probably they went maybe a little too hard trying to do, introduce the gray area with like Benicio Del Toro and everything. But, 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 but I agree in that, um, yes, I want them freed of that, clearly the bag of, i mean think about the episode with mando with bill burr where they where they do the the, the mm -hmm. base 
and they're the returning heroes, right? And everybody's cheering them on, and it's the Empire. I mean, that was like the perfect example of it. Yeah. And uh, and it was fantastically done, and it still made them look like assholes at the end of the day. <laughs> so, so you still feel bad about them getting mowed down, but you know why Mando did everything that he did. Right. Right. Well, we, I, I know it's short notice and everything. We got like five minutes left. I just want to go around the room. It's, our, you know, again, it's our hundredth episode and, and I owe a hundred shout outs to people who listen all the time, people who've been on the show, all that kind of stuff. But T Bob, one of the main reasons I wanted you here is, you know, you've, you've been on a number of time with us. So you, you and you were Joey and I's first guest, you know, on, I think episode four, 96 episodes ago, it was T Bob came on. And I'm like, Joey, who is this again? Why are we talking to him? He's like, oh, no, he's gonna, no, great guy. He's going to uh, yell at us for an hour about The Last Jedi. <laughs> and, and, you know, and having Tony on who, you know, I mean, again, I, I got a chance to grow up watching him and Joey love Star Wars underneath, you know, me and, and, and what I was doing and growing up with it. So uh, it's, it's just great to have you two on. But I'll go around the room, you know. Uh, Anybody have any topics? What I what I will do is I was going to do shout outs and everything here, but what I'm going to do is on Twitter, uh, everybody who's been on the show, who's listened, giving us all this stuff. I'm just going to hit you up that way because I don't want to take up the time while we're we're trying to finish things up here. But I'll just start right in here, Alfie. Just looking at things clockwise here and going around. Any any kind of closing thoughts? We're at 100. We've got great guests. We've had great conversations. Anything you want to hit on before we go? Man, it's just been a great night, a great show. I still cannot believe that we hit a hundred episodes. I've loved every minute of it. I've loved the, you know, friendships we've made along the way. And I really just hope it keeps going. Me too. Me too. I'm going to go. It looks like Tony is pointing at something. I'm going to bring up Tony next. Yeah. Hey, I, I, uh, I just want to, I'm just reflecting on this moment compared to years ago when Joseph invited me over to do the marathon of star Wars movies to get ready for, um, episode, uh, seven, uh, no episode. Yeah. Episode For- force seven. awakens. Yeah. Yes, force awakens, man. Just to see. So he invited us to get, we get got in his basement. We started watching all the movies up until that. Um, we made it a marathon the whole year. We watched all the star Wars movies and it's grown into this awesome podcast and this awesome community that you Joseph have built. I've not on all the all the episodes, but I, I I love what this has done, and I just think it's so cool that we can get together and just watch movies in basements, and it can turn into this awesome <laughs> thing that people can really enjoy. So that's my reflection on this 100th episode of an awesome podcast with an awesome group of guys. So thanks for letting me uh, chat in here and just kind of watch for fun along the way. Hey, no worries, and and if if, if the good Lord's willing, we'll we'll do some marathons before. Uh... 10 11 or 12 or whatever is coming up next before you know all that stuff so uh nick i'll hit you brother what you got man this has been a fun show i'll tell you i I couldn't think of a better way to do 100 episodes there we talked about it earlier with like that moment where you see luke's x-wing flying and you go no like no way like come like no and then you see it and it's and everybody does that it's luke i i've had a couple of those moments tonight where you don't know who's coming on next Uh, i wasn't you know, maybe that was in the text. I didn't see it, but to go, like, it's Steve Bob or to go like, Oh my gosh, it's Scott or Hey, it's Steve. You know, it's even though we didn't get all of Adam Bray to go, it's Adam, you know, like to, to see Joey to do, you know, just so fun uh, to talk star Wars, but then to also look back and 
and think of individual moments where we've been on the podcast and we've had conversation. Like T. Bob, you made the reference about yelling at us for the Last Jedi. You changed the way that I look at the Last Jedi. So no, like it's that stuff where I'm like, okay, like little moments and just so fun that even though you know live in South Indy, North Indy, you know Georgia, Louisiana, Louisiana all over yeah. the place. You know what I'm saying? Like live all over the place, yet united by this. Uh, Star Wars love, so heck yeah! Man, I'm, now, I'm now, excited now, for it. now we've even got a co-host who lives in Philadelphia. I mean, come on! I mean, yeah, T. Bob, we couldn't fit everybody in because you can only do six at a time on the show. Yeah, so we had to do rotations. So I apologize to you and Tony. It was all rotation stuff. So, oh, um, dude, look, I mean, I get, I guess it's my turn. Um, obviously, I want to echo a lot of sentiments, Joe. I think, I think what you've done here is pretty incredible, man. Uh, yeah, somebody mentioned the word community earlier, and. I think stuff like this and podcasting only works when you're doing it just because you love it, because like you have a passion for the subject matter and you just want to geek out with people and talk about it. And the friendships that I feel like I've gained, which are so random, but like meeting Alfie. Well, I mean, I guess we've never met in real life, but we have, you know, here, but Alfie and Nick and Brent and uh, now Tony tonight as well. It's, um, it's really special, man. It really, really is. And some of the most fun star Wars conversations in my entire life have been doing this. And like, and like, it's, it's funny too. Cause normally I like don't love doing stuff like this. Cause like, you know, today I did like a three hour radio show. I had two like hour long podcasts. So I've talked like a lot today, but I could not wait to come sit down and be a part of show 100. I think it's an incredible milestone. Y'all are awesome. And, um, I, I really just can't thank you enough, Joe. It's it's, it's really cool, man, and, and talking Legion and everything. Okay, but I know you all are old school nerds. It's not Star Wars, but real quick, it told me. Have any of you all heard of the Merlin trilogy no. by Mary Stewart? From like the no. 70s? I got this at a used bookstore the other day. It's kind of awesome. I didn't know if anybody had any insight there. All right. Well, look, but back to what I was saying. <laughs> um, huge, huge thank you. And, and you all have taught me so much i mean nick your knowledge is like second to none and i mean alpha you're the same way and brent the the, the lead stuff always just i i love it all i love it all so <laughs> thank you all for having me no worries no worries brent I'll, I'll finish up with you yeah so all i will do is echo the community comes through the passion right and the passion comes from the host and it's really crazy like as everyone said we can't believe that we got here to be a 100 i still can't believe that we roped in a guy from philadelphia and a guy from louisiana who actually listen to what we do, right? <laughs> right? Because so tr truly it's just us sitting around and talking Star Wars. And we probably, if we didn't have the podcast, I think at this point we probably would still meet up and talk Star Wars, right? 100%. Um, and yep. now there, but we've created a community where there's actually other people that are arguing with us as we talk, adding their two cents in. And the fact that we had, I don't know, eight to 10 people in the chat that were willing to stick around and D-Doc, who took off about an hour and a half ago, who's still in the chat with us. <laughs> Go Birds! Go Birds! <laughs> oh, God. Beat the hell out of Atlanta, dude. The New Orleans uh, boys hey, love to hey, see you. Hey, hey Brent's a Falcons fan. Leave my Falcons out of this. They're not good this year. So if you have a survivor pool, you might want to take anybody playing the Falcons this year. <laughs> Oh, oh God! So, but uh, but to go back in, we're just good. We're just guys that like to sit around and give each other and poke fun at each other, give each other a hard time. We are all fun loving, and we have a passion for Star Wars. Um, I feel like, like Daydoc said, that he doesn't know a lot. I feel like I'm in the kindergarten level compared to Alfie and Nick when it comes down to and yeah. Joe. 
Me like too. I, I, so, um, but I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to learn. Uh, yep. I love the community that Joe has created and I'm grateful to be a part of that. So that's kind of where I'll, I'll sum up and finish up is thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. It's, it's been a fun escape for the last year. Yeah, no. Hey, you guys, you guys mean the world to me. And, and from, from uh, Dave, who was here earlier, and Joey, and Steve Glosson, and Scott Reif, and Adam Bray. Sorry there was internet problems there. Having, uh, having my brother Tony back, having Vinny back, who just hopped off because I bet you he had internet problems. Um, you know, all the hosts. Ryan, I wish he could have been here tonight. I know he, he had conflicts and everything like that, but... Um, Guys, uh, it, it's a blast. It's it's a true blessing to be able to do this and um, to think that we made it to 100 and we're still talking Star Wars and just having fun and laughing is, is super important to me to where we're just, that's just it. I mean, in all the world we live in, to have something we can just joke, laugh, have fun, get away from all the craziness. Um, this is There's no better place I'd rather be. T-Bob, thanks for being our first guest and making it all the way to number 100. And um you know, for all you guys, love you like brothers, and uh, anything you need, I'll be here for you, and I know you will be for me, and to all of the listeners, and, and again, I'll give shout-outs on Twitter because it's just too many people to go through, uh, and too many guests we've had. Thank you all so very much. 100 in the in the books. It's out live right now, obviously, on, on YouTube, but we'll have the podcast up and running later this week, and um, you know what? Guys, thanks so much. 100 in the books great night enjoyed it all and until next time may the force be with you